We gotta, you gotta keep that bottom open because the sound comes yeah. out of the bottom. You live and you learn. You live and you learn. Yeah, man. Keep it real. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, keep going, man. This is gonna turn you down. Yes, likewise. I mean, some people, some people you you meet and you're like, you know, I I hope I stay friends with that person for a really long time. Yes, I mean, yes. Uh, and it's one of those things. It's one of those things where it doesn't matter how much time's passed, we just pick right back up and yes, and get, definitely get to just be buds, like, definitely like we once were. Yes, and you know sometimes, you know sometimes. Life happens, and people don't get to keep up as often as they want to. Catch a lot up. of life happens. Like it, it's funny to me that you were like, you were like, did you mean to message me? <laughs> I'm like, yes, of course I meant to message you. Yes, yeah. yes. But what did you think? You thought I, like it was a joke? Uh, I don't know. You I, I maybe I was like, I don't know. It was just like, wow. <laughs> I haven't seen this guy in like. Oh, man, I don't forget anybody. Woo! It's not my life. My life is not not meant to forget people. Like that's no matter no matter how much time goes by. So yeah. you know, someone's made an impact in life, you know what I mean? I I feel like you've been an important friend to me yeah. at at very uh important moments. So I wanted to make sure uh we got to have a like a like a real real cool ass talk, you know, just a, yeah. a hang sesh. That's cool to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I'm pleased to see that you're, you know, that you're living good and yes, and doing well. Yes. You you're uh, you're kind of local to here. Yes. Okay. Not far. Not far. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Northeast Philadelphia. That's that's uh not, not a very far trip at all. Yes. So you know we can make a habit out of this whole hanging out. Yeah, it's less than a half hour. Yeah. It's very nice. Good time of day, no traffic. You know what's going on, so there's definitely no traffic. Okay. Well, like you were you were saying something earlier about you know thinking about making the trip to Bristol. Yeah. To to train, I'm like, dude, you know, if you want to do that and come through and hang out here. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely, come through and hang out. I mean, I really think that you have such big potential to do big stuff everywhere. Yeah, There's, you're so unique. Nobody else is quite like you, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's it's not it's not something you're not gonna have. You're not gonna have one or two other people that show up to a place and are like you. Okay, that's I appreciate that. Thank you. Walk me through like what what I mean. I missed the whole like big money thing and all the all the, the managing and was that what you were doing? You were managing or were you um, working with? Were you wrestling with that name? Um, I was, I wrestling. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Once I got that name, I was kind of like, all right, you're a worker, kid. Huh? You know. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. We're calling you this. I missed like, out. 
I missed out on all that. Yeah, you know how it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a couple other names. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> when when did we meet? Like, what? How were you training? At no, uh, when I met you, I was back at. I was a ring boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the old school CZW. Okay, well, like at the arena, back in, the in at the arena. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'm not trying to do too much name dropping. No, no, no maybe. disrespect to anyone, but yeah. Um, Dude, the, pe- the old arena. The people, yeah. the people who are gonna get disrespected aren't gonna listen to the podcast. They, <laughs> don't. They, it takes an extra effort. Like it takes yeah. an effort to to find the thing to be upset about. Yeah. And the people who would have to make that effort. Yeah. Won't make that effort. Yeah. So I, what I don't care. Yeah. I mean, like. Well, I, for me, it's all about respect. Uh huh. That's yeah. first and foremost. Yeah. Uh, if you're talking about the business. Hmm. You know, it's respect. Respect, okay. first and foremost. Yeah. You know, the beginning, the middle, and the last, the end. It's respect. Yeah, no matter, like, how big or little your your in-ring career may have been or, you know, how – or anything. Like, whether you made something of yourself or not, mm-hmm. you, you continue to respect what brought you there. Yes, and what brought me there was um, people like you who – I watched as I set up rings because I wanted to help out back in the arena, right? you know, in South Philly. And um, just watching you guys in front of me, um, you know, watching how hard everything was. And, I'm, you know, I'm thinking, wow, I could never do that, you know. Dude, um, I was such a kid. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, I mean. That yeah, was, we were kids. Such a we were long kids. ass time ago. I don't remember. Yeah. Oh whole lot of things yeah i mean you probably remember the truck what's the guy's name with the beard we used to used to ride with eugene yeah so like that's how i met you you know the truck the ring you kind of in the truck with him you remember us loading the ring everyone thought he was my dad right do you remember that no he's i called him pop Um, okay he's okay okay i do kind of remember that he's a very dear friend of mine he's been on this podcast actually oh wow Uh, wow what a what a what a guy, man. What a guy. Yeah. I seen him um at Monster Mania? No, actually it was at that show, uh the one for Lyle. Uh, okay, right, the, right. Yeah. Okay. I seen him that was like less than a year ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's I think it was in July or something like that. Okay. A lot of people there, a lot of old faces, a lot of familiar faces. Yeah, I know I know uh Sozio did a match on that show. Yeah, yes he did. Saw I, him, hadn't seen him in a while. <laughs> a lot of familiar faces. Have have you listened to his podcast? Yes, I have. That's yes. a, that's a fun podcast. That's a good program. Very nice. Yes. Uh Struggling with Sozio is what it's called. Yeah. I just th- listened to the newest one he had with with Rick. Did you okay. hear that? Oh, uh, no, I didn't. Uh, just check that. I I, check I have out. to check a lot of them out. Yeah. yeah. He, remember 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 Rick? You Rick, mean Rick uh Fine Feinberg? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Your friend. Yeah. My best friend. Yeah. S- still to this day. Yeah. But, uh, Took me a second to say the name. I <laughs> getting up there. Him and I him and I uh have a, a wrestling podcast that we do. Okay, yes. And, All right. Uh, and that's called Rassle Rock. We started it <clears throat> five years ago now. Okay. We just had our five year anniversary. Dude, it's so funny because like having us hanging out like this and having this conversation 
completely distracting me from the fact that we're living in this like quarantine time. Mm-hmm. This is a time unlike any time we've ever lived through. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't stop thinking about how this is like the change that the world needs. I think, I think this <clears throat> this pause from everything is going to make everything else when it comes back on more, more like loving more like, i think people are gonna come <laughs> <Really>? out more <laughs> i think like um people are gonna miss interactions and going out to eat and yeah uh, it's hopefully hopefully if it's only a minute or something <laughs> it'll give yeah. people you know what I mean? even it's only even if it's only a very temporary thing it's i think uh gonna unite people yeah because it's that that that, that tribe there was a book called the tribe by Sebastian Younger. Okay. I think was name. Was it Joseph? I forget. Sebastian or Joseph Younger, something like that. But it was about like um the the tribe mentality and okay. how how close together after 9/11 the whole world felt. Everybody in America was patriots and stuff and mm-hmm. it was more about hey, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what differences we have in our uh, religions or skin colors or mm-hmm. cultures it's about we're americans too and that it, it was just that that mentality now update to 2020 i mean it's okay. 19 years ago okay so i think we might face something like that again now as far as like people being united and okay. and wanting to create i really want to i really want to make it a point to be consistent in in this time of inconsistency yes make sure you know make sure stay delivering a message as often as possible yeah of eh, you know it it gets better through work mm-hmm. and the work the work doesn't stop yes you got to continue doing that work yeah uh forgive me if i'm talking a little loud i'm going to lower the microphone and talk a little loud so the people in the camera can hear me um, I know the people in the mic can hear us, uh, so I'll talk a little louder so the people in the camera can hear us. Um, I actually, I mean, there, you know, everyone's routine is being broken. Yeah. You know, if you're used to going to work and your job is all you have, right. and that's your life, bam, that's gone. In a week, everything's changed. Everything's shut down. Everything's different. That you, routine is gone. Yeah, dude, you you hate your job every day, but now you miss your job. Yeah, now you miss it, or you miss people or you miss whatever right. yeah you know you might even miss the commute because you you know you might not realize you might you might enjoy you might, getting away from in, in your car is the only piece you've got in yeah, your day that music in your car right. or that drive with that the windows commute. down that might be your piece or listening to podcasts maybe listening to podcasts in your car <laughs> maybe maybe you, you yeah. subscribe to evolving with Corey castle <laughs> plug Oh yeah. yeah, maybe you maybe you subscribe to Wrestle Rock, and that's maybe something you really enjoy listening to the show about pro wrestling and and uh, comedy. How do you want to know? Like, is this on? No, it doesn't have like an on okay. on or off switch. No, that's to unplug it. Yeah, I'm gonna be saying stuff like that through the whole podcast. I'm gonna be like, what's this? What's this? It's a te- technical. It's all stuff you have to like watch to understand. Be like, ah, there's a Mitch Hedberg joke, and he's like. He made a CD. Do you remember Mitch Hedberg? Maybe my face. He was a, he was a stand-up comic. 
He was a stand-up comedian. He had like long hair and he wore sunglasses all the time and he always like looked down. Okay. And he had like real deadpan, okay. deadpan delivery on stuff. And he made a CD and then the CD is like, I'm just gonna do all my CD jokes you would have had to see to laugh at. It's like, <laughs> oh, what's up with that guy's shirt, man? What's your deal? <laughs> like, mm. so on the CD you're hearing it and you're like, yeah, this is. I don't know that guy's shirt. Mm. So that's what. We, What's with this black thing on this thing? Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not looking at it. I just realized you got a Rey Mysterio mask right there. Yeah, dude. I'm, I uh, and the eagle wing belt. Yeah, this this living room's all dorked out. There's a lot of dorky things going on in here, but um, it's cool. It's it's, it's cool. Kind of, you know, some of my favorite stuff. It's yeah. good. And I got that that uh, Randy Savage Slim Jim that okay. they just came out with. I just got one and just ah, put it next to the Hogan. Ah, yeah, okay, I see. Yeah. Ah. Did you see those? Did you? No, I. I'm just learning about it now. <laughs> I'm, you know, I miss some things. That's well, what happens. Right? No, it's out. It's currently out. Like okay. uh, Wawa and stuff. There's a uh, Macho Man Randy Savage Slim Jim. Yeah, I saw you got a Wawa not too far from here. Too. Yes, right across the street. That's cool. Yeah, man. This is this is the life. Wow, definitely. This is the life. Definitely. So, um, <clears throat> how's work doing? You doing all right with that? Uh, it's, mean, uh, now that this whole you know, confinement it's, stuff, or it's kind of uh, slowed stuff. down, which I'm... I, I mean, th- it's still open? Or are you still I, doing I'm, stuff? Um, A little bit, not much. Okay. So uh, um, some of the sites have slowed down, and it's like, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, all right. We had this the other day. We had this, 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 and this for you. But now we got mm-hmm. this maybe on Friday or Saturday. Maybe. Just we'll let you know. You so know further notice, everything shut down. You know what I'm down. curious about? I'm curious about, like, what my, my uh, landlord is going to be like as, as soon as as soon as April starts. You know, it's funny because, like, um, I got an email from Planet Fitness the other day. And it was like... Uh, and I know everyone hates Planet Fitness. But I like, love Planet Fitness. Yeah, like, it was like something along the lines of, you know, what everyone's sending out. Like, uh, we care about our customers, blah, 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 we're shutting well, down. But no. it's like... Uh, You're going to charge me for the month, but, even. But it said something about, like, unfortunately, like, we weren't able to... Like, the the money's going to be taken out. Right, right. So uh, you at, care. At, at the normal time. Right. But just to let you know, so... You have your money in there because at the normal time the money's gonna, but we're closed. We're, and so, so you so can't you use us, it. You can't use it this month. Yeah, but there's we're, a recording. You're you like, for it. there's a recording. We're closed until further notice. Everything's closed until further notice. Right. So I, that's what's going on right now. But we're still taking the money out. And remember, your rent still due. <laughs> so your phone bill still due. Like Metro, just text me. Right, Metro PCS. Right. We care about our customers. The stores will be closed, but there's many other ways you can pay your bill and get help for your phone. <laughs> we have <laughs> they got to be freaking out too, like companies and places. Uh, yeah, because like yeah. imagine imagine having a service like that where people have to pay for it, but nobody's making money. So everyone's going to be reaching out to customer service, and mm. everyone's going to have a heartbreaking little tale mm-hmm. of. Uh, and they said, like on the news, you know, cable or I don't know. There's going to be money going around for where you could say, hey, the coronavirus messed me up and 
you can prove it so your cable might not be shut off or but screw that what about your rent you know what i mean right. like yeah you know that i'm i'm concerned about it yeah i'm certainly yeah. concerned about it well, and on top of that i mean i got a i got a new roommate moving in in the next couple of weeks okay um so i'm just like um <laughs> i got i got to pay the rent and i might have to pay like a a third roommate's part of the rent too and i don't know if i can make that well, wouldn't the roommate pay that <clears throat> if they don't move in is what i'm saying oh yeah i see what you're saying like if oh yeah i get it if if they can't move in yeah i'm fucked <laughs> <laughs> Oh, isn't it lovely? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I've been in some jams, you know. Yeah, you know what? I've survived so many jams. Yeah. That this is, to me, very like, eh, we've been through it. I mean, we haven't been through this specific thing, but been through worse things. Yeah. Like, uh, my mom and my brother were talking about the other day, a memory of... um having to park the car over the water valves so they couldn't come turn our water off. Ah. Uh, when we lived in Northeast Philly. Yeah, I remember that house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, it, it's, it's gotten bad, but the, it's not that bad. The other house uh, your family's in now, is that the house I hope you guys moved to? Or or all back then, like when you guys were moving? Or is that a no, different house? No, we moved again since then. Yeah. Um, that was a different, I, I can't remember. It was, no, yeah, that's got to be like 15 years ago. Yeah, it was... It was um, Levittown. That was ah, in Levittown. Yeah, it's all a blur, like in, I said. On uh, in Highland Park, Hyacinth yeah. Road. Okay. But, all right. Yeah, because I'm like, no. When I was pulling up, I'm like, oh, I don't think so. No, my my um, we all we all went our separate ways for there for a minute there. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister Julie. Okay. She actually lives in North Carolina now. All right. She's she's married and has a kid. Okay. And uh yeah, my brother moved to North Carolina for like 7 or 8 years something okay. like that. And uh and he's back now living living with my mom. And uh him and originally him and I had bought this apartment. This is the this was uh his and I's pla- I, I I look at everything in here like it's ours, like it's him and I's. Okay. Like like this couch this TV, like this. I just all. bought one of those, but it's a little bit smaller. Is it TCL? Yeah. We, good TV. I like it for the money. It's good. Yeah. Good, good prices. Good when money. We first, when good, we first good TV. Uh, moved in here, we like put that on, put that on layaway at Walmart or something, and went and paid it up. So mm-hmm. it belongs to us. It's our TV, but he doesn't yes. live here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a chilling place. What's that? A wrestling show over there? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know you're in a house of wrestlers. There's yeah, there you go. Wrestling shoes over there and wrestling shoes over oh, there. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, wrestling shoes over there. So, yeah. That's how you know you're in a wrestler's house. There you go. Yeah. But, yeah, it's been some tough jams for me as well. Um, and it's, you know, those uncertain times, it's it's hard. It tests you, man. It te- it, it's a test, yeah. Like, how do you... How do you learn anything, and how do you get any better as a person if you don't go through these struggles? If well, you, you know what? If you don't survive adversities and when get I over when I face things now, mm-hmm. I kind of laugh 
because I'm not that scared. I'm not that afraid like I was before. You know, I was evicted twice, so it's like, mm-hmm. you know. What else you got? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Yeah. What do you got for me? Like, you know, but don't say that because, you know, it could get worse. Oh, you yeah, know? totally. You know, you could be, uh, you know, like if you were homeless with a car, you could be homeless without a car. It could get worse. Right, right, yeah. If you were homeless with Planet Fitness, you could be homeless without Planet Fitness. Yeah. Where you can't pull your car up to Planet Fitness and take a shower. So, you know, some people are homeless without a car. They don't have the luxury of sleeping in the car, turning on the car every once in a while to get some heat or air. Or Is it funny? You know? Is it funny that, like, some homeless people have, like, iPhones? Man, they got gym memberships, iPhones. They got – it's, you know, I, I mean, it. you know, it could be that a lot of people just became homeless. Yeah. Um, like if you've been homeless for a month and a half and you're about to not be homeless again, mm-hmm. and that was your time, that was that month and a half of your life. That was the worst time in your life. It, it's, it's, weird. you might have a car, you might have, you know, um, gym membership. My, my roommate was living out of his car Yeah, and had a smartphone Yeah, f- for like <clears throat> over a year before he moved in here. Okay. So it's like, I see how it's possible. It's just like, what a weird time to be alive. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you can, you can, you can be penniless and, and, you know, desperate, but still be able to like tweet something. You know what I mean? That's it. It's like, a, even your least privileged people have so much privilege versus like other countries and how bad their yeah. homeless people must yeah. have it. But then we got the homeless people that have nothing. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, you know. there's there's degrees. Yeah. There's leveling degrees of homeless. But there's definitely um, homeless where you're actually like in Planet Fitness taking a shower. So you're there changing your clothes and you're at the laundromat washing your clothes. Mm-hmm. And you actually have a job. So no one knows you're homeless because you're washing your clothes. Yeah. So your clothes are not stinking. They might stink here and there because you're homeless and you can't do everything when you, you know. But you're at the laundromat, you're at Planet Fitness taking a shower, and you're at work a few days a week. So no one actually knows you're homeless until they look in your car. Maybe they see, like, you got a lot of stuff in your car, dude. Like, why I, you got so much stuff in your when car? When I worked at Target, I would say this is probably 2006. There was a. There I was worked a, at Target too. Yeah, yeah. Two years. I, I was overnight stock. Was what I did. Security. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> That's anywhere you've Horrible. ever worked. Security. Horrible. You're, you're like six five. Uh yeah. Let's say that six. Let's let's say six four. Okay. Yeah. Six four. Yeah. Three hundred pounds. Yeah. I, since uh, I don't have hair anymore, I'm. You're security anywhere you go. You know. Yeah. <laughs> even if even if you're not clocked in. Yeah, it's all. Your security. That's actually true. Yeah. That happened to me the other day. It still happens. People get behind you. I mean, I I got cursed out the other day with Mm. a security guard Mm. that I was talking to for like one minute. And the woman that was stealing thought, of course, because when you have on anything, like say I have on this. Right. She doesn't know who I am. Well, you look like an undercover loss prevention agent. In her mind, I'm security. Mm -hmm. And since I'm having a conversation with a guard. Mm -hmm. So. I'm either a manager or blah, blah, whatever. Right. So she's cursing the guard out and cursing me out. 
because she thinks I'm the guard's manager or mm-hmm. undercover loss prevention or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it never fails. And and I can't go anywhere because I always catch someone stealing. Mm-hmm. I was in Walmart the other day with my friend for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. We got one thing. I, I mean, two people. I caught two people stealing. Mm-hmm. Just, just, I could see it. I'm like, I could see, you know, I could see the undercover following them. I could see the, you know, the plain clothes and the guard following them. And, you know, they're following them on the camera. So I could see the guy trying to evade them. Uh-huh. And he's got the baby monitor. And I'm like, I do not miss this at all. And it's just for 10 minutes, just inside of Walmart, I can't turn it off because it's it's a program. Yeah, it's, it's like after like hard. It's what the better part of 13, 14 yeah. years. Yeah. You know, even it's I can't turn it off. So, well, I mean, I I have similar things in in life, though, like where I, I see certain things and I'm like, ah, that reminds me of this thing this, uh, in a storytelling pro- process. Yeah, this is how this would go. This is how this would go. Like, I relate a lot of things to pro wrestling and like I go like how much yeah. of, of a work everything is when I see like, oh, oh, Trump, he's just some heel. Yeah. And the, oh man. It's just all Ugh. all sort of relates like you said the 13 years or whatever of programming. Yeah. It's the same thing with me with pro wrestling. It's like, okay, I understand uh the psychology of <laughs> this yeah. Yeah. layout because of yeah. my 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 training. Yeah. Oh, it's how it's it's, you know. But uh I like to get away from work and, you know, do something else and talk about something else, think about something else, you know, and, you know, that's why wrestling is a good thing, right? So. Mm. Well, I have a. But, you know, also not just wrestling because, like, people think you want to talk only about wrestling. Like, there's nothing else to talk about on the planet Earth. Right. (laughs) So, especially, don't, God forbid they ever seen you inside a wrestling ring performing on the show right then they never gonna talk to you about nothing except for wrestling and i don't want to talk about wrestling with people who aren't in the business well like they have a very elementary uh like uh prejudgment of yeah what it is yeah um but going back a second is that <clears throat> you're going places and everyone thinks you're security i go places and everyone thinks i work there Okay. No matter where I go, someone comes comes to me and asks me uh, where something is, yep. or if they if they're allowed to do something. People always ask me if they're allowed to do something, and I'm like, I don't work here. You're allowed to do whatever you want. What I do mean, you look? What What is it like? They think you look like a like a handbook, like like an employee. Like you just have the look of an employee. I have no. I have like, a I have a real I work here vibe. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know how yeah. to turn that off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just people's like people's like need to I think it's people's need to get information too. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know it might just be that those people are for lack of a better word dumb and they have to ask somebody a question and I happen <laughs> to be there. Um but it happens often, very yeah. often. I have another thing that happens to me actually. What's that? Um so people come up to me, and this happens all the time. Mm-hmm. People come up to me, and they think that I'm someone else, which is could be a good thing or a bad thing. Like, 
they think or they feel that they've known me or met me and they actually call me things like so someone will think hey um yeah you're with roger like we met before you're and i'm I'm like i don't know who roger is and they're like yeah you played football for such and such and i'm like nope so this happens a lot so did you ever play football uh no (laughs) well then there you have it and you're talking about from a long time ago till now, mm-hmm. that's all every everyone wanted me to do that. Right. It's all I heard mm-hmm. all the time. So you decided to to avoid that CTE and go for pro wrestling CTE. I used it for something else. Right. But what everyone wanted me to use it for, mm-hmm. and what you know, even like my best friend swore for twenty years that if he had my size, and he's like, look. You didn't have to suffer like this. Mm. You could have been a millionaire. Right, but and what he was he tells your... me this all the time. He's like, "You could have been a millionaire." But you would have <laughs> you would have had such such brain damage. <laughs> you would you're you're you would be so concussed. Concussed He's up. Like, you could have been retired by now and you could have been, you know, and I'm right. like you you know, you have to it's like so you have someone who's, you know, four feet tall and 100 pounds, and they love football, and they want to play football, and that's what they love, and that's their dream. Right. But, you know, but and then they have this person who doesn't have any passion for football but has a well, size. Well, there, there's also, I mean, like, si- size isn't the only thing that would get you a football no, career. No. You still have to be talented, you and you have to know the about. sport, and you have to have passion for the sport. No, you have to have passion. Right. You, if you don't have the passion, how are you going to get there? Right. You, you definitely ain't getting there. It's really like you can't just you can't just phone it in. Yeah. You have to you have to want it. Well, they've made mistakes in wrestling by hiring people because of their looks and then they're mm-hmm. like they get up there and they're like they push them to TV and then they're like I don't know. I, I don't even want to do this. I saw I just saw a video on YouTube this morning about uh, Vladimir Kozlov. Wow. You remember him? Yeah. He yeah. got pushed to the moon. Yeah, I remember that. And then... And then it went away. Yeah. But, like, it was, like, an update on him. Okay. And it was, like, he's, like, super jacked he's Jack. now. Yeah, yeah, I rem- yeah he's, like, super jacked now. now. I was, like, yeah. well, he'd come back. And, yeah. But I doubt that's going to happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And he's got to be older than me. Yeah. Like, yeah, he looked like yeah. he was old back then. Yeah, Back then, I think he was older than I am now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or something like that. He might have been around. Around my age. Our age, yeah. Yeah. Something, something yeah, like around that. our age back then. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Man, it it's funny, too, because <clears throat> as much as they're like, you could have been this, you should have been this, or whatever. Yeah. None of those things, none of those things push you forward. And... uh you still have so much time to do anything else. Yeah. The world is big enough for you to have anything you want and to go for any goal. It's like there's enough. There's enough in the world. There's enough money to go around that even if you're if you're seemingly in competition with somebody else, you're not. You're not. There's still I mean it's that's so that's so temporary thinking 
and not like big picture. That's very tunnel vision to think that like, oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta make sure, I don't make sure that I get this and he doesn't get that. Yeah. It's, that's not gonna like, yeah, help you be happy in whatever you get. Yeah. So I think yeah. quality, I, yeah, quality of life and and uh, karma and being able to sleep at night. Are, they should they should uh, really play a bigger factor in what success is. Yeah, I mean, think of all the people who try to keep each other back and try to cause damage to. Um, I guess you could call each other's careers or whatever. And, you know, a lot of them didn't really do much, you know, so uh, do your thing. I'll just keep talking. Um, Yeah, but I mean, it's just a lot of people that try to keep each other back. Um, No one went anywhere. And then the people who went somewhere that weren't trying to keep other people back, they were just trying to do their thing. And, you know, they're, I mean, it's like, I don't know, when you get years down the line, it just doesn't matter anymore, you know? You're just concentrating on being happy, you know, working, and not trying to hold everybody back. And I understand that uh, a lot of people... Uh, left the business uh, because of a lot of a lot of politics and things, but I still love the business, and um, I appreciate going to different places and being shown how green I am. Um, I appreciate uh, thinking that I have learned certain things, and then going places and finding out that. I didn't know much of anything. I appreciate correction and I appreciate um, just getting to that point where I was able to grow a little bit more and say, hey, now I can begin, you know. That's the that's the type of humility that you're supposed to have mm-hmm. that uh, I, I could. I could probably throw myself under the bus here and say that I probably didn't have that for a long time where I'd be like, ah, oh, well, I've already, I've already figured it all out. <laughs> like, no way. And, uh, no way. That might've stood in my way for a really long time. Yeah. And, uh, cause I remember the stuff you told me going to school with broken feet and stuff. I remember your words. I remember a long time ago before I knew anything about wrestling. I remember being at the shows and then kind of chilling with you and you telling me stuff, little things that you went through in training when, you know, we were young bucks, you were young, young buck. And, um, just trying to get to the point where you could get on a a show or something and, you know, everything you went through to get to that point. And, you know, I respected that, but I didn't know anything about the business back then. Right. So I was just a guy hanging out. Right. Just trying to help out. It was also a really different time. And yeah, it was like, you know, you can have one ingredient, but not the other ingredient. And it's such favoritism in certain ways for other people. I think 
this still this still plays a part where it's like oh somebody somebody's got to just take a chance somebody's got to just uh put their effort into me somebody's got to just yeah buy in somebody's just got to be in i got to like being in front of the right eyes or ears at the right place in the right time but uh i don't know I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know when that's going to happen. Yeah, that could happen in a whole bunch of... Right. And then when someone does see that in you, um, you have to be able to see it in yourself. You can't be... Um, like, for example, before I started and people saw something in me, mm-hmm. and they're like, you're going to get in that ring. And I'm like, nope. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, you know, when Doc Diamond was... You know Doc Diamond? Yeah. Yeah. You know, when Doc Diamond was like, big money, get over here. You know, he's like, you know, big money. Uh, you know, I'm going to call you big money. He's calling me that around the school. Is he still around, that guy? No, yeah, he's, I mean, people are around, but they're not around. Okay. 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 I, I just hope that answers I, your question. Well, I wanted to know if he was still alive, mostly. Yes. Okay. Because I knew he was having some health problems there for me. He's alive. Okay. Good. Good. So, um, you know, when he started calling me big money, mm-hmm. it's like, and he saw something in me. You know, it's like, again, you have to be able to see it in yourself, you know, and it's like, then, of course, you have people that get mad because somebody takes a liking to you or they want to push you or whatever. Well, and it's like with the political nature of everything, well, everything has a level of politics to it. Yeah. If anyone gets something, then you have to like some some cognitive dissonance switch has to go off for because like well they must have deceived somebody to get that they must have politics somebody no nah. must have been some some give or take because a lot of things a lot or of things, i was minding my business a lot, right. scared as hell a lot excuse of me things. for using that word but whew, scared mind my business yeah over there in the corner mm-hmm. watching you guys wrestle not my fault someone took a liking to me mm-hmm. and saw me train you know, well, it's it's funny because like you don't have to to do a lot in a match. Yeah, like it's. But I want to. Right. Exactly. Like it's really like <laughs> it's weird. Like I I said this to Adam Cole uh, the day I met him. It was, it was like his first day of wrestling school, and I was like, "Look, DJ's gonna try to." He's just gonna try to train you. Dropping names now. Like he's gonna try to train you like you're him, but you're not him. You're more like me. He's not gonna know what it's like to be out doing shows where like you gotta make somebody who's not an athlete look like they're an athlete. And uh-huh. and that that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be you and me, and you'd be trying to make me look good, like many people have done for me. And. And that's the thing. I want to be good. I don't want somebody to make me look good. Well, so I, I don't want Chris Jericho, Great Khali. I don't want to be the Great Khali. Mm. I want to be. I want it to be like Chris Jericho versus like Brian Danielson, not like Chris Jericho versus Great Khali, and I'm Great Khali. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So I want to be able to do that stuff, even though they're like, "Oh, you can't do it because you're too fat." All right, let's move on. Mm. But it's like. Yeah, I went to places that were like, all right, forget that. You're never going to do it anyway. Then I went to places that were like, all right, you're too fat. You can't do it. But one day you will do it, and we're going to make sure you do it. Because here, you ain't getting on no shows at all until you know how to do all of it. Right. Even if you never use it, 
We don't care. Right. You're still going to know how to do it because when you get out of here, you're going to be a wrestler. Well, like I would say if I go if I go now mm-hmm. to somebody's somebody's training school or whatever and I mean even when I was going to that place uh in in right. Feasterville. Yeah. I'm saying the second you walk out this door and you go get booked somewhere, you're a representation of everyone that, here who's taught you something. Yeah. So yeah. my name, your name is now attached to me. And yeah. if you do something bad, it'll somehow rub off on my stigma and make yeah. me look bad. Maybe you want to operate accordingly. <laughs> like, Which is why you can't say I trained with this person when you only train for them one day. You can't be like, this person trained me. Right. Because then you go mess up on the show and hurt somebody. And they're like, you were trained by what? If anyone claims they were trained by me, they're lying because I never trained anyone. Oh, I never trained anyone. I can't say that. Yeah. How are you going to? Well, let me shut up. I mean, I've helped. I've helped with. Exactly. I've helped with like sessions and seminars and stuff like that. You see someone struggling with something that. You know, you know, you can help them out with, and you're helping assist a class. Well, I've you know for sure taken. I've taken the moments where I'm like, "Hey, I know a trick. I know a trick that can help you with the thing I see that you're struggling with." Yeah, I'll tell you what that tip is. You can choose whether or not you decide to employ that trick. Yeah, but I. I, I've uh, I've wanted to have a school many many times. I've wanted to have a ring. I've wanted to teach people, but um, it's such a it's such a like uphill battle that I don't. I have so many other things that I want to do also. Yeah, that I can't justify that. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Mm-mm. No way. Um, yeah, I definitely couldn't. I, I can't. I can't run shows. I can't do it. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to have my own school or anything. Well, it's it's such a it's the juice isn't worth the squeeze. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you covered it. Like it's. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's not worth. I ain't gonna. No, I, I'm not even going to break even. I'm not no even way. going to break you even. You definitely ain't. It's and a, you're going to have to stiff a lot of people. It's a fool's errand to think that you're going to make a difference in <sighs> such a such a, a regional such a regional level. It's <sighs> like I want <laughs> to to quote Biodome. You're wow. you're thinking locally. <laughs> Biodome. You're thinking locally, and I'm acting globally. Yes. Yeah. A, I just, uh, I, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't. I bur- Dude. And to quote another movie, um, you'll remember this one. Uh, we got no food. <laughs> Say it with me now. We, we got, got no, no jobs, jobs, and our, our pets' heads, heads are, are falling off. off. Yeah. I've had it with this dumb. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Um, I couldn't do it. It would, it would be like, um, 
there's got to be there's got to be like decisions and things weighed out to 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 make me be able to justify one thing and not the other in my life like i'm i love comedy i'm not giving that up there you go uh, i love i love my shows i'm, I'm not giving that, that up yeah i love my podcast i'm not giving that up uh i love my girlfriend i'm not giving that up i'm like oh i love my home and i'm i'm so grateful for all those things but i'm not i'm not gonna take a huge risk for what is potentially not gonna pay off so i feel like if i take more risks as far as going and doing jokes and giving an interesting perspective and like uh, a, a voice that's not used then yeah maybe maybe um that'll be more rewarding and maybe maybe the rewarding is just those moments when i get a laugh you know what i mean the reward for it is that yeah and not really necessarily like oh i have a netflix special or i yeah. have a, a tv show well, or something. of course everybody's gonna ask you well money money how much money do you make do you make money money are you making money <laughs> shut up are you making money answer me money money no how much money I, I are you making money, money doing it why are you doing money. it why are you doing it though are you making money how much money do you make money 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 are you making money dude if that's <clears> the case <throat> i threw my entire life away like i've been i've been making no money in wrestling <laughs> since i was 14 years old why you gotta shoot man why you gotta shoot i mean i'm being honest <clears throat> i mean like it's it's like pulling teeth, you know, trying to get somebody to agree to give you what you might deserve. And I didn't know this was gonna get so emotional. <laughs> it's it's really like <clears throat> I, I'm I'm more valuable than people are willing to to admit out loud to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard when, you know, especially if someone else is telling you you're valuable or other people are telling you you're valuable and you're like, oh, that's nice. I wish the booker thought that. But I don't really have problems with that because when I was wrestling um, the whole time, I didn't care about money. Mm -hmm. So it only got to a point in the past few years, you know, when I went up to Ring of Honor and stuff and I was like, all right, I want to do something and make some money, what what I love, but... I really didn't care. I honestly didn't. Well, it's funny, man, because because I never thought I'd be doing it anyway. I I always think about like, man, I wanna. I've always wanted to make a living doing that. Yeah, and, of course. I, and it never happened. Yeah, it never happened. And then we got old. And yeah, I mean, I, I still want to make a living at doing the things I love. Yeah. For sure, and pro wrestling's part of that. Yeah. But I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm probably probably not going to be making my living as an in-ring performer at this point. I mean, okay. I'm I'm too beat up. There you go. I'm too beat up, too old. <clears throat> but I still I still have fun with it. Mhm. Maybe maybe, you know, I'll catch a break or something i remember seeing at one of breaker shows wrestling i was like man that's what i'm talking about yeah i mean brings back memories you know it's it's such a difference too like um i was such a different performer 
in these days than I was all the way back then. Back then, I was just somebody who happened to be there. So I valued myself up here, but my real value as far as an in-ring performer was like down here. And it's completely taken a polar opposite shift where my in-ring value is up here, Mm -hmm. but uh, what I'm getting for it is so low down here. Yeah. And it's... It's frustrating. Yeah. Um, I want to kind of rewind to what we were talking about, about going somewhere to train because, like, you know, you have situations like that where, like, um, like I consulted with vets that were, like, you know, everybody was just like, nah, why would you do that? You know, these kids are going to progress, you know, you know, further than you. Like, you're going to be in there with people who are watching you wrestle. But it's like that's true because you know you know how you've been out for a while and you get back in the ring you're like yeah i can do this i'm a little blown but i can do it mm-hmm. i can get to the point where i can you know work you know and for me even though i was never at that point where i was like a, a great worker i was always green or whatever but i did get better with time in training i was never able to really show it on the show because i was like kind of in squash matches and stuff and had like the two moves of doom, you know, right. <laughs> if that even exists, right. like I, I've recreated the five moves of doom. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh, the two moves of doom, that's me. So like, all right, it's like in training. Yeah. Do this handstand flip bump and this swanton thing and do this, you know, learn how to do this. And, and then in the show, it's like, bam, one, two, three, did none of it. Train for years. Just got squashed the guy. Remember all that stuff in training? <laughs> You're not going to do none of that. Slam him. Pin him. Uh, you know what that just was making me think of? Remember remember Shaq had a rap album? Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> What's up, Doc? Can we walk? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. That just made me think about when he's like, I slam them, I jam them, I make sure they broke it. Yeah. That's yeah. be a good promo. That's be a good promo yeah. in wrestling. Yeah. Shaq but, um, two. yeah, wow. The vi- the video game. Yeah, yeah, I had that. Wasn't that on Sega. Sega Genesis yeah. and Super Nintendo? I don't know. Shaq Fu. I just had Sega. Was, that, was there another game? I don't know. Was it just Shaq Fu? I think Shaq Fu was a Was there like a Shazam game or something? I don't remember. Yeah. Sega had some 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 hits though. They were rocking out the hits. Yep. I mean, was it the Aladdin game for Sega. I had it. And Lion King. Lion King. Those were those were my jam. Yeah, Aladdin. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was good. Did you see the live action ones? I haven't seen them yet. <clears throat> no, haven't seen any. Well, do you of them. have a Do you have an opinion, a prejudged opinion? On um, them? I've learned to shut up and not be an internet boy. I've learned to. Say, you know what? I'm not going to judge who's playing Batman in a movie that's coming out seven years from now. Yeah. You know, we're not going to talk about the ending of a movie that's happening 10 years from now. Let's just watch the movie. Remember when you used to watch the movie and be surprised? Right. Remember that? I think some of the, some of the kayfabe, some of the kayfabe from wrestling has affected the way you consume all entertainment. Yeah. So if you know the backstage yeah. story and you know that this and this and this and 
especially if you're like me and you spent your life, you know, you're watching Terminator 2 for the 800th time and you're like, wait a minute, you know, because you got it on tape and DVD and laser disc and you got the special edition VHS and the regular VHS and you got the special edition, you got the DVD and you got the Blu-ray and the 4K and you're like, this is the 800th time I've watched this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm watching it, but look at the T-1000 mm-hmm. when he stabbed that guy. Oh my gosh. And he pause it and then you're like, you can see the foam from the dummy that they use when he stabbed the guy through his chest. Oh, I didn't know. When he gets up, you know, it's like, but I, I, I saw that 30 years ago because, you know, I, I spent all this time trying to learn about movies because I wanted to be in the movie industry Mm -hmm. and special effects because back then it was practical special effects. Right. Well, there was not all that animation and all that stuff. So they had to use dummies. It's about suspension of disbelief. Yeah. So they had to edit things in, you know, so it's like remember in Terminator Two, where the guy, like you seen Terminator Two, right? Yeah, of course. So remember, yeah, you know, <laughs> you'd be surprised. <laughs> so like when he's like, uh, you know, shut up, you worth this piece. You know, he's drinking the milk, and she's uh, like, uh, she moves the phone, and she's like, right. yeah, Wolfie. Yeah. And what's the dog's name, right? <laughs> so like, I remember that scene, and I remember like how they did it, and I remember how it looked so amazing. Mm-hmm. And like it was so simple how they did it. And I remember like wow, I was like wow, this is awesome. Nobody's dead, but it looks like someone's dead. I want to be in the movie industry. <laughs> but you know, you grow up, things change, right? Because I remember, you know, looking in the schools, and you know, everything changed into computers. So we're going over from like getting away from Stan Winston and all that. And we were going into like the computers. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I was going to get into. And then, uh, you know, like it was drawing for a while and I was like, you know, you know, just for screw all that, like the rocks on TV. Well, here, here, <laughs> here we go. Forget all that. <laughs> you can still do any of the things that you want to do. It's yeah. never too late. Yeah. To, to just like, dude, with uh, my my friend Steve, like that's his main source of income now is, is a filmmaker, and that just came from us sitting on his front porch, and him talking to me about a movie idea he had, and I said, let's fucking make it, and we mm-hmm. made the movie. And yeah, he just does that now. Yeah, and it's like, well, it's not too late. Yeah. Like he was like, well, I had. I realized that as time. He's went like, on. well, I went and I had, you know, I got married, I had four kids. I'm like, well, yeah. Now you've done that part. Now let's move on to the next. You part. can move on. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like um, I think people are starting to realize because now it's like everybody. It's like all right, it's it's the the second wave, the second comeback thing. You know, it's like all right, Sylvester Stallone in the 70s, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's like. Sylvester Stallone from now and his comeback movies. So there's Arnold from back in the day, and then there's Arnold from all those amazing comeback movies. Mm-hmm. He did a ton of movies in the past ten years that were awesome. New movies that that nobody's seen, and they were awesome. Um, the one he did. There's so many of them. Oh my god! He did like a ton of new ones. Oh, I really like the one. Oh shoot! And I can't remember. There's so like it was like he was a sheriff or something. The Last Stand. That one. Oh man, that was it was so, so good. good. 
Johnny Knoxville's in it. Yeah. Yes. It so was good. so good. I mean, it was so good. Be- you know why? Because Arnold, being young in the seventies mm. and cocky, he wasn't as he, good of an actor. He couldn't have played that. <laughs> right. You know what? You know what had to happen. He had to. He age. had to be a senior citizen right. in order to play that role. Mm. He had to have that scene where he's at the table and he's putting on his glasses and there was he had to be old mm-hmm. he had to have had his career came and went right. in order to be able to play that character right. he had to be a senior citizen it was awesome i hadn't thought about that movie in a really long time but until just now right yeah I actually so good if you see see that black dvd case right it. there i see it right next to the there's a like a white one there and then a black one right next to it yeah that's actually the last action hero yeah, um, I, I did see that. Yeah, I, I, I love. Put, that movie, yeah. I put it in the PlayStation to watch it last night, and never got around to it. Man, that movie's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and Wolf, that movie's Wolf so hasn't awesome. Seen it? Wolf never saw it, so I wanted what? to show it to him. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And I was like, God, you, you know what? There's a lot of stuff going on in that movie. Yeah. You know what? You this know what I get from that movie? Even as an adult. Universes. Forget about that. You know what I get from it? Because I love movies that use the fantasy element to um, tell a realistic, like they're using fantasy to tell a story. Mm-hmm. So basically, the kid, one, you can look at so many things, but one thing you can look at is the kid. He used movies, mm-hmm. like we use wrestling. Right. He used it to get away because at school he didn't want to face a bully. He didn't want to. Fa- he didn't want to deal with. Look where they were living. His mm-hmm. mom being single. Right. His he didn't want to deal with none of that. Right. His his dad not existing. Right. He didn't want to deal with none of that. Right. What did he do? He, he went into to the movie. movie. He escaped. Yeah. He literally escaped inside the movies. Right. That was his thing. Right. So he he viewed Arnold as such a character to him. It meant everything to him. And the old man was the only one who understood. Who was a geek like him. Who, who worked at that movie theater? What was it Jack Slate? What was that? What was that Jack, uh, Slater? Jack Slater? Slater. Yeah, oh like my God. yeah. So, um, you know that old man, that old weirdo, that gave him the magic movie ticket, right. was the only one that could understand his love and passion for the movies, and that was their connection. Was that they, like he was telling them how he remembered when he saw such and such, or he remembered being a little kid and he remembered seeing Houdini perform in, in the same theater yeah. that he's working as a, as a, and I think or he like owned the theater. Yeah. He like owned a the theater, but I don't know if they were going to close it down or something. It was getting to the point where things were mm-hmm. changing. Yeah. And he comes from the old school. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of things in that movie. There's a lot of things in that movie. It was good. This current time, is going to be like that, I think. A lot of places are facing, like, yeah. oh, man, you know, people, the don't library. Come out. people don't come out as much. Like, People don't come out as much. Um, so, like, well, we're going to face out. But, like, now, since people miss everything and people yeah. are stuck in their houses, they're going to come out. They're going to come back from this thing, and they're yeah. going to come out in droves. Yeah. Dude, it's funny that you said that thing about the library. Cause did you see that video I posted on on uh, Instagram the other day? No. It was like an old comedy bit that I used to do. I I mean, I still do it every once in a while. Okay. But uh, I would say, you know, I have an Instagram, but I can't even lie, I haven't been on there. <laughs> I got to get back on there, pull it up, and actually, cause I haven't. My account's active, and I have pictures on there and all that, but they're like old. I haven't been on there for like forever, so. The bit was that I would say, 
I can't believe libraries still exist. They still exist, man. With like with smartphones and the internet, you they think exist. that they you wouldn't need tablets. You think you wouldn't need that anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I I drove past the library in my town, and there was a, a bunch of cars in the parking lot. I was like, "What's going on? Like, what's what's happening? Why is this still open? Why is there cars in the parking lot?" Yeah. And I went inside the library. <laughs> People weren't looking at the books. They were waiting in line to use the, the computers. Computer. To go on the internet inside the library. Like, you're using the thing that makes this place obsolete inside this place. I said uh, that uh, it's like it's like if you go to your current girlfriend's house holding hands with your side piece and you knock on the door and you say, hey, do you mind if her and I just have sex in your living room? I used to go to the library to watch plays. That's how, how old I am. I used to go to the library to actually look up the uh, the old... Disc, whatever DVDs. Well, that them like the um, I forget what they're called. It's well, you you said you had Terminator Two on Laserdisc. Man, I had Terminator Two on everything. Did, did you have a Laserdisc player? You know what's crazy? I didn't. Someone else had, did. You just had. <laughs> you just owned the look, disc. Look, look. There was technology. Like I had um, remember 3DL? Do you remember Panasonic 3DL? Like no, I have no idea what that. All is. right, so like I had technology that was changing so i had like um i had every video system like video game system so i had like stuff like 3do that came out right before the playstation Mm -hmm. when everyone was trying to come out with something so like gold star and panasonic were coming out with like a system so they can you know and then sony came out with the playstation and blew everything away Mm -hmm. but um you know like jaguar and all that all these ridiculous systems that no one remembers was yeah yeah you could have missed it because it was like so fast. And Genesis came out with the Nomad, which is like a handheld Genesis. And then like Nintendo would be like, "All right, we're gonna make this something," but that wouldn't come out. And it, you know, so I had like the original everything. PlayStation was like 1994 or something, right? Yeah. So like the 3DL was like 1992, something like that. Because they had games like Jurassic Park. You I didn't know. have my own money, and I, uh, yeah. Well, we're I talking about four hundred dollars for something that plays. A prototype of what we call DVDs, but DVDs didn't exist. Right. So like it came with like a demo, and on that demo was like, all right, it showed you how you could use it as a CD player, um, a photo CD thing, mm-hmm. right? Because back then photo CDs were like the new thing, and then like um, you could use it as like it'll play live action. So it had like an episode of like a half of an episode of like Batman the animated series. Mm-hmm. Like the Heart of Ice episode with Mr. Freeze. So it was blurry. Uh-huh. It was like, um, it looked like a clear VHS that was blurry, if that makes any sense. So it looked like a blocky DVD. Okay. Like when a DVD is kind of like compressed and they put like four movies on this side of the DVD and four movies on that side, you play it and it's like, it'll kind of look like that. If it, it, I don't know. So anyway, um, 3DO, I had one of them. I don't know why I mentioned that, but that was one of the like... <laughs> They were supposed to be coming out with movies, but okay. they didn't because DVDs came out. And 3DO went in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're imagine, out. Imagine sitting around nowadays having a conversation with the CEO of was CDL. What was it called? What was it, it, called? it was actually Panasonic that came out with. So, it was the real interactive 3D multiplayer. That was the, the name was like the Panasonic Real Interactive Multiplayer. <laughs> but the short name was like 3DO, they called it. It was like, I had, it was $400, and literally months later, it was useless. The value went from 
like so the day it was released, it was four ninety nine ninety nine. It's five hundred. Mm-hmm. I got it at four hundred. It went down. The value went to like twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't sell a thing and make money off of it. That's how fast the value dropped. Wow. PlayStation came out. DVDs came out. I know there's somebody out there who remembers what I'm talking about. And if you do, you can comment on Facebook because I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> somebody remember the 3DL because there was a Gold Star one. There was a whole bunch of There was like different ones. There was uh, Atari came out with the Jaguar. Video games went through a lot. of. You remember 32X for Genesis? Sega CD, any of this ringing a bell? I, I, Sega CD sounds familiar. It's something I never yeah, had. Thirty two X. I had I them all. Have any of that stuff? Yeah, I had that stuff. I almost oh, started a fire because I had like these. Um, I had a ball of cables. Everything. You know, there was no such thing as wireless. Right. So behind my dresser and my TV was just video game like wires. And you remember how you plugged the Nintendo and stuff in? And it would have that big adapter. Right. So I had to have like forty different. Uh, surge protectors. Surge protectors. Yeah, I had a I had a, a Nintendo sixty four. Yeah. I'll go through all my systems I ever had. I had the original Nintendo. I had Sega Genesis. I had PlayStation One. Okay. I had Nintendo sixty four. Okay. Yep. And awesome. I had PS two and three and four. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. What's that? Oh, I had a. That's a three. Yeah. My 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 PS4 just got stolen. Huh. It just got stolen um, last week? Week before that? Something mm-hmm. like that? Um, my, did you not hear the story? Mm-mm. I had, uh, I had found these kids on Craigslist that were, uh, well, I was looking for a roommate because. Craigslist? Yeah. That's the magic I, word. I had, uh, I had created an ad on Craigslist. And the kid reached out to me and was like, he was like, hey, um, me and me and my brother, we're going to move in. Uh, We're looking to move in. And I was like, "Okay, cool. Like, I need, you know, I need the money. I want people to hear this because this this happened a lot. So Craigslist. So I um, I so I let them move in. They, They were here. I said, like, let's check in every three months. So okay. they moved in in January, and then as March starts, uh, my PlayStation disappears from the living room, and I thought they brought it into the bedroom. Okay. And I texted them, and I said, did you take my PlayStation out of the living room? Because, like, if you did, just it's fine, but just, like, tell me that you did. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they didn't respond to me, and, uh, and it was like another day went by, and they hadn't responded to me, and I called, and they didn't answer. And I went and knocked on the door, and I opened it, and they had moved out. <laughs> they had moved out, and they stole my PlayStation. And uh, the uh, <laughs> 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 uh, I uh, oh mercy. So Rick Rick gave me his PS3. Rick gave me his PS3 because he has a PS4 now, and that was just sitting in a bag at his house. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> I'm sorry that happened to you. So that's horrible. I, I didn't, I didn't um, do anything legally about it. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't want to like involve the police because it's like I'm not supposed I'm not supposed to be renting out that room 
Sorry, I'm just going to check this. So, so I, uh, so I had, uh, I had pictures of their IDs. Okay. And I had their phone numbers, and they had blocked me. Okay. They had blocked my number. Right. So I shared on Facebook their, their, uh, their phone numbers and their pictures of their IDs. Mm-hmm. And like people were bothering them, which I wanted that to happen so that they would be like, hey, he's giving you your crap back. But uh, I was like, look, I don't care about the rent money. I just want my PS4 back. <laughs> and uh, it's like uh, somebody somebody was calling me a racist because <clears throat> the one the one kid was black and the other kid was uh, Spanish. Yeah, I'm like, how am I? Because I'm I'm sharing their IDs because they're brown. Like that was, that was what someone said. I'm like, when you open up your home, things happen. I've been through it before. I tried to roommate thing against my will, mm-hmm. against my beliefs. I tried things to save money. It didn't go the way I planned. I um, guess guess where I found the place through Craigslist. Mm-hmm. I went through a lot of stuff, man. We would have to have three hours for, to talk about that. I can't even go into it. So, so um. Somebody who, do you know, uh, know uh, Dan Moff? Dan Moff, of course. Yeah, Dan Moff. I mean, so I know him, not personally. Mm-hmm. So I know him from seeing him over the years. Mm-hmm. Diff- a lot of different places like PWS where I tried out years mm-hmm. ago and stuff like that. Right. A lot of shows. But us being cool by name, knowing each other like that, we're not friends or anything. But well, by we, face, yeah. We've always been cool. Yeah. Dan Moff and I have He's always not, like. He's more of an acquaintance, like through wrestling than anything. Yeah, we're we're the same thing. Acquaintance, yeah, like just by face. We're like we're like hugging. We see each other. He probably doesn't remember great, my name. Great seeing you. Yeah, but, just by uh, face. Yeah. He he commented on the thing saying like you're only doing this because they're brown. You yeah. white piece of shit. And he was he was he was like yo fuck fuck you Corey fuck fuck your Facebook delete your shit. Isn't he everything. in uh, Ring of Honor now? I don't know. I don't know. But he was like. He was like cursing me out and calling me racist and shit. Mm. And I'm like, um, no. <laughs> uh, I only had one experience with him. But, um, but then he deleted me. But it was good. I, which is fine. Delete yourself. I'm fine with you deleting me. That's fine. Get out of my life. But we're I, talking about Dan Moff that used to be with Monster Mac. Is that where? Yeah. We're t- okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I for sure don't. I didn't know where that was coming from. That's some you shit. That's some you shit. That's not some me shit. Mm-hmm. Keep it. <laughs> Keep that. Um, but then I I looked again and like he has multiple Facebooks. And mm-hmm. the the one that I'm still friends with is active. I'm mm-hmm. like, you deleted me from maybe that's not even you. Maybe whatever it is. It's all some shady bullshit, and I'm happy to be away from it. <laughs> Funny how that has to do with the wrestling business. Yeah, yeah. It comes um, right back to wrestling every time. Yeah, when you, you know, I went through a lot. I uh, I had roommates, mm-hmm. you know, and it was rough. Mm-hmm. I did it um, between um, 20, I think twenty. 2015 to like 2018 or something like that. Mm. 
I um I was on uh, Harbison and Takawana. It was a house we were kind of like sharing it, you know. Yeah. Kind of same deal. Um and um we had some roommates that were cool at first and then the last two roommates were like uh it was terrible. They were like giving out keys to people and Well, I'm just like random girls walking in the house like I'm just really glad that Like who that, are you? That those those people are not here. Yeah. Like they removed themselves from my life. Like they weren't a problem. They weren't problematic. They just didn't talk to me. They just didn't communicate, yeah. which was like a a real problem. Like okay. I'm the type of person where I want you to talk to me as often as possible just to check in. Like so that we're on the same page with a lot of things. Like I I had the thought Right before it happened, it's it's a shame because like I don't want it to consume my entire podcast. Like I, I did <laughs> the last episode. It came up because it was the day that it happened. We've been on here for a while. What's that? We've been on here for a while too. Right. So I was just like, um, <clears throat> saying that one kid would come in and he would he would walk in. He'd keep tight to the door. And he would be looking at his phone, and he would never look up and say hi or anything. And the other kid would just, like, say, what, what's up? And that, that was it. Like, you, you know, maybe say, like, I, I'd prefer us to have a friendship if you're living in my house. Yeah. Like, I said from them coming here, I was like, look, um, I just want to make sure that you come in here one way and leave better than you came. Yeah. That's that's the the space that I like to to foster. I want to want to encourage you to better yourself. Of course, I want to encourage anyone to better, better themselves. Okay, that's my vibe. Is that like a, is that an hour and fourteen minutes or fifteen minutes? Is that how long we've been on here? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's gonna be a long podcast. Well, your podcast is usually pretty long, right? Sometimes, sometimes yeah. they are. Sometimes it's all different. Yeah, it's, it depends on. It depends on the conversation. It depends on all that stuff. And I wanted to actually shift. Yeah. I wanted to shift and to talk about something else. Because I know you said that you might start asking me questions, which could be fun. Let's try that. You have any questions you want to ask me? Well, how, did, how did I seem to you the first time, if your memory can serve you well, when you saw me for the first time, if you can remember, like, Maybe not the first time, the second time, maybe the third time you see me. When you first saw me, how did you see me? What, what do you remember of me back in the day? Your perspective. What do you remember when you first saw me? It's so blurry. Back it's, with Eugene. Do you remember any of that? Yeah, you remember the truck? You remember the ring, putting up the rings? It's very blurry. Yeah. Um, it was a long time ago. It's such a blurry memory. Probably I, almost 20 years ago. I don't even know. A long time ago. I definitely got a very, very caring and humble vibe from you okay from day one that's why like i wanted us to remain friends okay all right Uh, but i can't really remember what the impression was i think you got the impression though that you know like you know how you meet someone in the business and you get you know you're like all right they're a mark let me stay away from them okay i felt like maybe you got that impression of me because i was like i wasn't really allowed in the locker room and then i was it was like, you know what? He's done enough work. He's always here. Mm-hmm. He don't ask for nothing. And then I was kind of like allowed to walk in the locker room when no one's allowed, 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then well, like, I, I was allowed reason, to do a lot. For some reason I'm thinking that you were like at the CCW school at the time. So it was like, it was like everyone knew my face, mm-hmm. but I wasn't training. Right. I was scared to death. I wasn't. N- All right. So as far as like being a wrestler, mm-hmm. you can forget about that. Cause that was the furthest thing from my mind. Somewhere along the line, they started making comments, right? Cause my size, right? Mm-hmm. Just like the football thing. So I won't drop any names, but people that I respected started making comments. Like John Zandig. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to fucking listen to the show. <laughs> um, you know, even guys like Danny Rose and stuff who were just like, you're interested, you know, taking me to introduce me to, you know, guys like wife beater and stuff like that. I'm trying not to drop names. I'm trying not, I'm trying to be very respectful. Drop as many names as you possibly can. So Danny like Danny Rose, wife beater, uh, Danny Rose is one of my trainers at Rebel School. Okay. Oh, okay. So <laughs> you were blackballed. Yeah. So I was one of the people that was that's, there. That's another thing that now is <laughs> I was one of the people that was the there. Dots that were missing. Yeah. That's why we missed each other so long because I was up there. Right. Okay. And uh, dealing with that and pff, dealing with Rebel. Okay. Well, so. Well, like that, it's something that I struggle with a lot now because. Uh, and there was a lot of guys up there. Ring of Honor people and everything. Right. right. Pelly. Well, Shaheem. Shaheem. Rob. Shaheem, I mean, I, Rob, I hate yeah. the... Like, a lot of people were up there. They, Teddy Fine. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean... A lot of guys. I mean, guys that are famous now, like um, Rhett Titus and, mm-hmm. you know, all those guys. Right. They were... We all nobodies. Jeff was up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was there. I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean... I, I barely... I don't... Some, listen, it was... Everybody was there. There were so many people there. I don't even know. At that um, time, at that time, and this is, this is funny, and I'll tell you why I'm struggling with it. Yeah. Because that time helped me find my my group, helped me find my my relations with people, yeah. and like the kind of I don't want to say kind of man that I wanted to be, but the, definitely the kind of for sure it was a, a role model type situation for me to like learning and meeting some of the my best friends that i've ever met yeah were there in that build like i hung we we became tne there okay tne was born at black ball wow i didn't even know that that was you know tne right that's uh you and niles right no no ckny was me and niles oh i'm tripping no, TNE I'm was tripping, yeah. me and Matt Bomboy, um, uh, Din Mock, Rick Feinberg. I was saying that I hadn't heard in a long time. Yeah. When I saw on your podcast list, yeah. Oh, Matt Bomboy. Matt Bomboy, yeah. Yeah. So it, we all became friends there. Yeah. And that was life-changing. Okay. And I wouldn't have wow. gone there wow. had had Chuck not called me yeah. and checked in with me yeah. and, and, like, cared. Yeah. And, like... Told me that I was special. Yeah. But then I go like I can't mourn him. I can't. I can't have my positive memories of him because of him being a monster. <clears throat> and I was hoping I could get through this podcast without going into that, but you know. But yeah, I mean, we're in. We're there. <laughs> we're there now. <laughs> Here we are. We're right there. <laughs> I remember going to uh, PWU mm-hmm. at the Animal House in Philly. 
Yeah, well, at Allegheny and fall- Collins. There was a, fall- a falling out with PWU and Chuck as well. Yeah, so I remember going there and Johnny Cashman making me run around the block. Mm-hmm. It was like the hottest day of the year. Right. He's like, oh, you're a big dude. Run around the block 20 times. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was running around the block. So the first time I get all the way around the back, past the righty and everything, mm-hmm. I'm dead. Mm-hmm. So he's like, push-ups, jumping jet, hottest day of the year. Dr. Don Boots is there. So anyway, he's making me do these handstand flip bumps, making me bump through all the stuff. I don't know. I almost break my neck. He allows me to watch the whole show. Was Annihilation that was, there? That was after CCW. That was 2006. Everybody was there. Everybody, right. people that are in WWE right now, like Mercedes Martinez. Right. You know, everybody was there. They were nobodies, right? So um, he allows me to watch the show. I get all this respect for wrestling that day. So that was after doing Ring Crew. For years and years in CZW. Right, got that. Danny Rose, Danny Rose. Since you brought him up, I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna talk about him for a second. Yeah, I, he's a dream guest of my podcast. I want Danny Rose in here. Okay. Like he doesn't, he doesn't mean anything to a lot of people, but he means a whole hell of a lot to me and to me. Uh, right. So he said, I remember having moments with Danny, with Danny, where, like, when um, we would say the same exact thing at the same exact time. Yeah. Like my. My my comedic like life hadn't started yet, and my timing hadn't started yet. But I was still like a mm-hmm. like a, always making stupid jokes or whatever. Like we were we were. I remember being at like Champs Soccer Arena, okay, which was probably like two thousand two thousand one, okay. And we had to move the the bleachers further away from the other bleachers, okay. And we were all pushing. Yeah, I, I did stuff like that. And I remember that we had to do for and, shows and stuff. And someone said they got to be far apart. They've got to be far apart from each other. Yeah. And Danny Rose and I at the same time went, got to keep them separated. Like, I don't know why <laughs> that stuck with me and it hasn't stopped sticking with me. And like, he, whatever it was, he like, he like walked past me and he like grabbed me in a weird way. And he's like, he's like, I'm got getting them ring crew muscles. You got to build up them ring crew muscles. And, uh, and he's like, I got mine. It's terrible. Uh, it was just a, just yeah, a, an terrible. early, an early like vet throwing his his vetness at you. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. But he, he was cool, man. He was always he was always fun to he be was around. Cool. When I filled my tryout at PWU, after that I went up to Rebels in Phoenixville. Two you said hours you away failed your tryout at PWU. Okay. Yeah, I mean I'm pr- pretty sure when you almost break your neck mm-hmm. during a wrestling tryout, you failed. So Johnny Casimir was like, you know. Breaking my, you know, you broke my ring and all this stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So he, you know, I was like miserable. He's like, you're sweating like a pig. Mm-hmm. So I go up to Rubbles. I pass the tryout. Danny Rose is up there. You got guys like Ricky Reyes coming through, you know. But Danny was like the trainer there for a minute, right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like no one would show up for training half the time. And, you know, it's that in was, the middle of know, nowhere in a firehouse in Phoenixville. Him being there was why I wanted to go there. But then he was never there when I went. <laughs> I know why, too. But um, he would show up, man. He would come down from Reading, and he'd be like, I'm here. I got my booth. Where are the students? Mm-hmm. And it'd be like me and, like, uh, this kid kid Chaos. And I know Chaos. Yeah, yeah it'd be like me, him, With and... The big dragon tattoo on his yeah, chest? Yeah, the dragon tattoo. It'd be like me and him, and uh, Danny'd be like, where are the students at? You know what I mean? So, but, jo- um, Was his name Joey? I, I, I don't know. Anthony I don't remember. It, it's all a blur, man. 
I, I remember really liking him. He was a yeah, nice yeah. guy. He was I, like a martial artist or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember him having matches with Bomboy at yeah at those shows. So I, you know, when I went, I was like scared to go up there and see Chuck and have a tryout. And then Chuck saw me. He's like, "Yeah, I remember you from CZW." Right. But you don't remember. Like I don't. At that time, I'm not thinking anyone would. Right. Because like I'm were, like a nobody. Right. Like I'm. I'm thinking wrestler. Security that doesn't right. exist. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking of them as like these famous people that you know they would never remember, or they're just passing by. They don't see me when I'm doing ring tricks. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They don't even know that I, you know, they don't know anything. They just know the ring's there. Some mark put it up. Some kids put it up, and they'll take it down later. But they don't. You know what I mean? Okay. But people like Rebel did remember me from you know. Mm-hmm. CZW and whatever other places that I was at in right. the arena back then. Yeah. Um, and he welcomed me in, you know. I mean, I know, and I probably want to talk to Shaheem about this when he comes on the podcast. Talk about, like, because I remember talking to him about it then. Keep talking. Keep talking. Don't stop. I keep talking to him about it then was, like, um, the racism. Make sure I got enough. Uh, the racism that that Chuck would kind of foster there. Yeah, we went through it, but Shaheem got it the worst, or he, either he took it the hardest. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not going to go into that. I'm not going to go into that because mm-hmm. that's that's up to him. No, what, I'm, I'm just asking you from your experience. From um, my first, you know, Rebel's dead, so I can't really. I don't like to talk about people that can't defend themselves and aren't here. Mm-hmm. But what I'm going to say is this. Rubble had a sense of humor, mm-hmm. but he would, you know how like, like in the WWE, like they'll hire you mm-hmm. if you're black, but they'll push you, but you can only go so far and you can only do it in a certain way. Right. That's how Rubble was. Mm-hmm. He would push you to the moon, but it's like, you're still black. Mm-hmm. So remember that and don't forget it. And he wouldn't let you forget it. So it's like my first wrestling name. He wanted to be Chicken Dippin' Dante. He wanted me to slam people and put the bucket of chicken over their head with the fried chicken. He wanted me to come to the ring eating the chicken. He wanted me, you know, everybody thought it was funny or whatever. That never came to be. Good. Uh, it ended up being Big Daddy Dizzle because Shaheem was shizzle uh-huh. and Rob was fizzle. Right. So at the time, that slang thing. Guilty conscience. There was all that stuff going around right. and Snoop Dogg and all that, like, you know, for shizzle, my nizzle talk was, well, that was like the thing. So we became shizzle, fizzle, and dizzle. So that's how I became okay. like the manager, okay. Okay. Big that's... Daddy Dizzle, before I was security for hire, Dante Morell, and then finally Big Money. So well, that's how that started. I think right before I came there, he was using Aaron. What are you talking about, Shaheem? No, no, Chuck, Rebel, was using... Oh, you're talking about Aaron Ganey? A- Aaron Ganey, yeah. He was actually... Uh, I met him when he wasn't even that big. He was like slimmer then. Mm-hmm. I met him. He had like that regular... Like that. Uh, all good Aaron Hood. There you go. Yeah, yeah. All good Aaron Hood. See, yeah. you're helping me here. Yeah. Um, I remember meeting him, and then years later, I remember seeing him. I remember seeing the Nightmares wrestling, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wait a minute, I know this dude. Right. Like, I remember working shows with this dude, but I, I didn't know it was the same guy because he had put on all that weight mm-hmm. and he had that, that long dreadlocks yeah, and, and, that, and, the, and the paint and stuff. I remember seeing him at CZW. Mm-hmm. They did a CZW show, man. Yeah, yeah. He, it was like at the end of the show mm-hmm. where, you know, the show's done and then they have like another match mm-hmm. and the, the fans went nuts. Mm-hmm. The nightmares, like they came out there. 
they wrestled these two skinny guys and they killed them, man. And they did that whole thing where that stalling suplex where they suplex the one nightmare suplexes the other uh, one right on, on to the wrestler. Right, right. Oh my gosh, the crowd went nuts. It was awesome. Like I remember seeing him and I'm like, I met this guy before. Right. Back in wrestling school years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and then he, and then he died, man. This and then he died. This is one of my fucking best friends in my life. Yeah, he died, man. Um, I, I I miss him every day. I miss him every fucking day. I talk about him every day. Oh, you have uh, no idea, man. I got. I ain't, I ain't gonna. I got. You got Aaron. I got stories? I got shirts in my house that are from a wrestling group that a group was thinking about starting, uh, in respect to him, that we're gonna start. Candy Mania. No, it was the receipt squad. We had did a promo, and we were going to start this thing. Who's it was kind of in memory that? of him. Who was behind that? Um, James Gore. Okay. Yeah, that's fucking great. Because he's James. like a friend of his. A lot of people are a friend of Aaron. Yeah. So like, I've hung out with James. Yeah. Since Aaron's so it was kind of like, I guess a, an idea that they had. So I won't really like I said. I'm I'm not trying to. I mean, I've been you know, wanting to have James in here. Like for a while. That would be cool. He's old school. He's going to he, tell you about how he was going to shows before they had entrance music. And I'm going to shoot on him for a little bit so he can curse <laughs> me out later on. He's going to tell you, you know, why is this girl walking? To, like I was at a show with him recently. He's like, why is she walking out in her wrestling gear? And I'm like, James, calm down. She's going to wrestle a match, obviously. Yeah. And he's like, no, she's a manager. She can't. And then the next match, she came out and wrestled. I'm like, duh, she came out in her gear because she don't have time to change because she's booked in the match. Obviously, you can't figure that out. Right. But he's so old school that he's like one of those fans where, like, you know what I mean? He don't, he don't like, you know, like, shout out to James Gore, man. He don't like you, like hanging around in your regular clothes <laughs> because your girlfriend is there to see you. So you walk out into the crowd next to the guy you just worked and you're supposed to be enemies. And then you're like kissing your girlfriend in the crowd. It's like, dude. Well, the way I look at it, man, anytime, anytime I've ever performed. So even do it. He's do old it. fashioned, man. He's about that. Kayfabe, man. If, if, K-fabe. if, if I'm performing at a show, Chances are there is a humongous portion of the people who have never witnessed live pro wrestling before. So they already come into it with their spect- the, the, the skeptical opinion on it. Yeah. And they, and they go like, ah, well, this is uh, like, ah, well, I, uh, I already know this is bullshit. So now I see a guy who was just hating this other guy standing with him. So I would I wouldn't do that because yeah because it's and not James a, is one of people who's going to flip when he sees that it's not about kayfabe as much as it's about the experience being memorable for one or two of those people who and are and for a child who right you know and I hate to you know create a lie but at the same time for that child it's very real and even for a senior citizen mm-hmm. you know I know people that were watching Bob Backlund and stuff they remember Bruno when Bruno was young. Right. You know, from South Philly and all that. And it's like, they go to a show and they think it's real, man. Like, I remember, I remember being at SmackDown with one of, one of my older friends. And he's like in his 70s. And he was like, why did they just, why did he just wrestle him twice? Mm-hmm. And he has no idea that they said, look, that was wrong. They you got to go, you got to go back out. And we got to record that again right. and edit it and put it on, you know, because that was when SmackDown was pre-taped. Right, right. So he doesn't understand, like, why did he just wrestle that guy again? Why did he just cut a promo and, like, 
oh, I got to get some more so-and-so. He don't understand, like, it's production. So they're going to, you know, or, you know, when someone's, like, they mess up a DDT and then they pick them up four more times and do, like, three more DDTs. And then on SmackDown, when it was pre-taped, you see one DDT. You don't see four because they know that they messed up. So they're going to edit this out. So let me pick them up and do the DDT. You know, people don't under. They still, they think it's, like, people still think it's real, some people. And to a little girl. You can't break that, you right. know. Uh, you know, I remember like people coming up to me like, "Yeah, can you hold my daughter upside down and take a picture with my daughter?" And then like, they'll show me that picture. Like, they'll run into me and be like, "Yeah, this you took a picture with my daughter at a show like ten years ago." Yeah, and they show me this like me like ten years ago holding their daughter upside down. <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, I remember that," you know. And now their she's daughter, as tall as you, exactly. Now she's right. taller than me, right? Right. And she still believes wrestling is real, right? right. You know, so man. I I mean, I feel like some viewpoints on K, and and this is something I've been saying on the wrestling pod on my wrestling podcast. Um, I call it. It's like because everyone has personal lives, and like you follow these stars on Instagram and Twitter and stuff, and you see what their real lives are like, and then like and then you watch them on TV, and you're like, but that seems really out of character for this person or that person. So everything exists in sort of a gray zone. So yeah, I, I'm. I've been calling it gray, gray fabe, gray fabe, gray fabe, <laughs> and uh, it's 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 strange time. It's a really strange time. Well, it's different now. It's yeah. it, you know, but some people believe, like James Gore, who believe, you know, nothing's changed. Like it's you know, it's the same. It's it's 1985. It's still respect, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Doc Diamond taught me. Right. Respect. Yeah. So I mean that when I you know, that big money name, mm-hmm. like that to me re- means respect. There's a lot of people that trained me. But, you know, I remember Doc Diamond, he gave me that, you know. It, people wouldn't be calling me big money. I don't I don't really call myself that. That's what people called me because mm-hmm. of him. Right. And like I remember that respect that he taught me. Like I I legit wipe my feet before i get in the ring right that's 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 not a work that's a shoot right because uh respect respect the ring. it's not like you know like i i've been wiping my feet yeah before i get in the ring since yeah it's it, it's it's not like it's all right i'm wiping it like it's my gimmick and that's right. what i do because you know there's certain things you do right for your like character hamming it up yeah right. so but i'm not being a ham like right. um hopefully i don't forget to wipe my feet, and hopefully I have my wrestling shoes on. Mm. If I ain't got my Asus on, hope, hopefully I got my boots on mm. from Puerto Rico. Like, hopefully I got my actual wrestling boots on or my Asics. Mm. And if I don't got them on, hopefully I'm not in the ring. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not going to – that's all I'm going to say because I, I know there's a lot of people that wrestle in gimmicks and sneakers and all that, mm. and that's fine because I, I trained for, like, what, the first few years without – wrestling boots or well, it's about what your resources are yeah i didn't have nothing i right. didn't have yeah i didn't have a car at, at, like a lot of times right. i was carpooling or you know, a lot of us didn't have cars come on yeah dude i didn't have a car yeah i mean so i mean we were bumming rides and yeah you know our families and friends and right you know coming up with our little bit of gas money and that's why i have to give so much credit to rick 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 connor rick feinberg he carpooled my ass around for like a decade there you go. And like Mark Angel, Mark Anthony Mariachi, Mark Angel. 
carpooled me around, trained me, stayed with me after class, taught me how to do the Baldo bomb, taught me how to do a fall away slam. Mm-hmm. You know, guys working with me. Right. You know, guys training me. Much respect to those guys, man. Mike Keener, Matt Tremont, Mark Angel, Ron Starr, all those guys. I've had Teddy Ron Fine. Star. I've had Ron Starr on here. Yeah. Ron Starr has been on my podcast. Yeah, I, I was listening to that one. I, yeah. I've been wa- I've been wanting Keener to come on, but I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> you can't ever make it happen. Yeah, some people are busy. Yeah. Pe- dude. Some people are actually working in the wrestling business. And I think... <laughs> And I, and I say it, I say it a lot. Uh, it's, I appreciate that. I don't, I don't want, I don't want you to think I didn't recognize that joke. But I think uh, th- having this, 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 um, this experience with me and hanging with me like this, it takes an, a, a certain amount of effort that has to be something that might help somebody. Yeah. I don't offer much. I, I mean, I, it's not like. Coming and doing this with me offers you like a a new hundred followers on Twitter. When when it comes to like getting guests and having them hang out with me, it's just about like I hope that at the end of the night, the end of the day, when you go home, you can go to bed. You can go to bed and be like, "Well, that was a cool experience that I had today." You know, maybe I maybe I got closer to somebody, or maybe I opened up a little bit more, or maybe. Maybe or I maybe I something. turned off the news and stopped watching the coronavirus. Right. You know, <laughs> exactly. twenty four hours a day. Right. Right. You know. So it's 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 something that's pleasant. Yeah. And uh, ideally, it continues to be that way. Yeah. And uh, you know, as you know, as I stay consistent, I want to just make sure that that throughout this whole Corona thing. That that I don't stop putting out episodes, and people aren't afraid to still come over and hang out. Yeah, and, and actually shake your hand, right? right? Oh my gosh, we shook hands. That's fine. That's fine. And we don't want to, you know, I, you know, I get it. It's a real thing. I want to listen to what they're telling us to do. Right. We want to, you know, um, be sensible and everything. But I don't know. It's 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 rough. You know, it's that once again, like I was saying about how how everything after this is going to be different. Yeah. Because people miss shaking hands with people and people. Yeah. They're like, don't kiss, don't hug, don't shake hands. Don't watching somebody shake hands on a TV show. Now is it, I equate that to watching someone take a chair shot to the head in like the nineties. Right. <laughs> like, Oh, well, remember when people used to do that? And like now watching somebody shake hands on the TV show that came out like, when this wasn't going on. It's like, yeah. Oh, remember when you could do that? It's, it's, it's a weird, 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 weird world. Yeah. So after Blackballed, I went to DWF. So there was a huge, huge gap in there. Okay. But there was Blackballed for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Blackballed, I associated with. I wasn't there until the end. I left before that. I, I made a lot of really great memories there. I yeah, remember... me too. Uh, hanging out with uh, Zach Connor. I remember him. Zach Connor. Is he Chris, Chris Wilde? Yeah, they the 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 the, the hard candy gimmick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the so, other guy with the trunks and he's kind of Jack. Kinda like Chris Wilde. Yeah. yeah, Chris Wilde. Uh, oh, Chris Wilde. Yeah, smaller yeah. guy. Yeah. But there was another. And then Bazooka Joe was the other guy. Yeah, Bazooka Joe. Yeah. Bazooka, so yeah. 
hanging out with those guys, hanging out with, um, of course, Rick and Matt Bomboy and yeah. uh, Niles. And Niles Young. Uh, had some of the, the best, like, <laughs> uh, Niles just sent me, like, pictures that he had from an old phone that he was taking of, like, drawings we were making on the whiteboard in that one room because we took over that one that one room it was mm-hmm. just all us that was like our our private locker room i remember going up there and it was freezing and rebel had these heaters the the and we were like, training like they look like uh jet engines yeah uh-huh. and um it was so cold it was like snow and ice and oh my gosh and i remember <laughs> there was this park near there and it was so big and we would we'd be leaving at like one in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, to drive back to Philly, and it was like deer everywhere. You you know what I'm talking about? There was like a park. Nah, not I mean, too, I, on I, the way that, like on the way there and the way back, we drove through this park to get there. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. So basically, there was deer all over the place. Like when you would drive the rebels and you uh-huh. would drive back, the way we took, and it was just it was just like herds and herds of deer out there in Phoenixville That's when we we drive through this park. And it would just be all over the road. And we'd be like, why is it that we have to love wrestling so much? (laughs) Like, it's one in the morning. I have to go to work in the morning. I am so hurt right now. That's a word. Uh, There's a word that that gets used, but under, it's underused or underestimated how important this word is. Yeah. Sacrifice. Yeah. We continuously sacrifice for the things that we love. Um, Pro wrestling has been a humongous sacrifice in my life as far as like missing birthdays and holidays and weddings. and When you're working and everything. Yeah, I have shows, shows weekends. I miss like important occasions. Especially when it's like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday you got a show. Right. And you're doing stuff on Friday and Saturday and Sunday and you're working on Friday and Saturday and Sunday and you have other things going on Friday and Saturday, but you have to be at the shows Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Right. You so got to record like, this internet match on Thursday or Friday. You got to be here. You gotta be, Yeah, I then, remember. And then it's like, but oh, what, what money are you making? Yeah, uh, what, but after that, here's the thing. After all that and all those years, like I said, I get to a point where I'm like, all right, now I can begin because I had to do all that to get to be a nobody. I had to to understand and now I can begin. Like and and you know, like I had to been be taught like you know, you're a nobody. You're you know, you you don't know much. You know, so that's great that you did all that. But now you got to learn how to make some money. Now you got to learn how to do things correctly. And that's great, and I hope you had fun. Because if you didn't, you're messed up. But thank God we had fun. We had those experiences. But you got to realize, like, now it's like people are going to ask you. That's nice. You love it, and you haven't made any money. But it would be nice to make some money. Because all they're going to care about is how much money you made. They're going to ask you, why are you doing this? Are you doing it to get to something? What happened? If you haven't made it by now, what are you doing? I'm trying to understand your love for this here. <laughs> and they're just looking at you. And yeah, you're like it, it's like that uh you 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 love wrestling. You really do. 
Yeah. Um, like you got this sling on and when's it, when's it going to love you back? Exactly. Um, you're like, they're like, Oh, you dislocated your arm. How many times? And you're like, you got the sling on and you're like, they're like, how much money did you make on that? You know? Right. Were you even making money? Oh, you were trying out so you could make money. When I, when I did this match, like, I filled out my W two though. I did this match where <laughs> I, I like, <laughs> I, didn't get paid yet. I like bled all over the place. I, I bled all over the place. They like, I, they gigged me too hard. And yeah. I, I like hit something and they took me to the ambulance. They took me to the hospital in the ambulance. Not only did I not get paid that day because uh, they, my, my gear, my bag, all the stuff was all still at the building. But uh, I, then I have to pay oh, ambulance bill, hospital bill. Uh, I still got, man, listen. I know. My bag. Right. I remember leaving my, man, look. I showed up at the hospital in my gear, and they're like, what are you, a motocross guy? I was, man, listen. I remember this girl looking at my private part through my singlets, because I was like, my arm was like dislocated, and I was in the ambulance, and I'm like, is he hitting these bumps on purpose? Mm -hmm. And like, because I could feel every rock in the road, I could feel every bump. Yeah. I could feel everything, and I'm like, this really hurts. And I remember, like, you know, that question, like, everybody was asking me, like, do you really want to do this? And I remember, like, laying there because, like, there's no fans around. Right. So now I can actually ask myself, like, do you really want to do this? And I was like, yeah, yes, I do. I still want to do this. So I was like, yep, you're crazy. But that's my decision, right? Right. So. It's like, oh, <clears throat> I'll, I'll deal with some discomfort. Yeah. Some discomfort to. Yeah, uh, to continue my passion. You remember Jay Diesel? Yeah, he was trying to put my arm in. You know how your arm slides back in. Mm-hmm. I remember like we were in Ring of Honor, and he was trying to put my arm in, and like it wouldn't go in, man. What is he doing with himself? I don't know. Like they were like taking my like pads off and putting them in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Got my big money singles on and everything. Mm-hmm. Kevin Kelly's like looking at me. Mm-hmm. Jay Lethal standing over me and like. Dude, like, you can see the disappointment. Like, we really and, like and, the way this folks, guy looked. And, folks, he said he didn't want to drop any names. And I Kevin just dropped, Kelly like, one of the biggest names in pro wrestling. He doesn't want to drop those names for you guys. I, it's, I'm trying not to. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just drop as many names as you want. And, uh, like, I'm trying to be disrespectful, but I remember, like, I remember, like, the Briscoes, like, what's up, Big Money? Because they saw Big Money on my singlet. Right. And they didn't know who I was, and I didn't know who they, I mean, I knew who they were from watching them for years. Right, of course. But, but they are just like, hey, what's personally. up? Yeah, I didn't right. know them personally. Right. And they like, everyone liked how I looked, how I showed up. Mm-hmm. And they are like, get in the ring and do my stuff. And then I had already had my dislocations in training. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not going to the hospital. I'm just going to go to this tryout, you know, the most important tryout of my life. And then my arm came out, and I was like... I was laying there, and Jay Diesel was like, "You gotta stop screaming. You gotta let me put it back in." And I'm like, "Woo!" <laughs> he's, he's, got, he's got all his muscles. He's like, Whoosh. And he's like, got my arm. He's like trying to shove it back in. And you know, it's very sensitive when your arm's dislocated. So he's trying to like put my arm in. So I'm hitting like Mariah Carey, like the old '90s Mariah Carey, yeah. like, ah! and got you so, feeling emotions. Yeah, he's like shoving my arm and it's like won't go in i ha- like i'm like yo we were really there was a 
when we were training, it was like me and Larry Dallas. When I was <laughs> in the ring. When I was training at CCW, <clears throat> this guy came in. His name was Fig, and he did a drop kick, and his shoulder came out. I'm listening. And the school it comes out so easy, doesn't it? The the school was attached to a the school was attached to a cheerleading school. The school. Oh, are you trying to get it to your phone? Yeah, I'm gonna. Oh, uh, there's one right over there. Okay, cool. There, um, yeah, I'm with you. There's a, a cheerleading school attached to the wrestling school. Okay. So when dude's arm popped out of the socket, I ran over to the cheerleading school and I grabbed the, the the um the head coach guy, and I was like, "Hey, dude, come over here real quick. We need your help with something." And he came over and was like, um, he made he made the dude grab the rope, and then he was holding the rope, and uh, and then like just pulled back like that and popped right back in. Yeah. It's like maybe you should have tried grabbing the rope. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, just making sure we're. My phone's about to cut off, but we can still go on keep going on the podcast. <clears throat> I'm at like one percent on my phone though. We've been on here for a long time. Facebook drains your battery, but I got my phone plugged in. So, so we're gonna keep recording. Um <clears throat> Any other any other questions that you might have for me? Um I was like, I don't know, I kinda was just like, well, how did he see me? How did he view me when I showed up as a ring boy <clears throat> at the arena, you know, 15, 20 years ago? You know, how did I come off? And you kind of explained that. So. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, <sighs> I mean, I get why you think that thing about the the mark thing, but, like, that's not how I thought because people, people weren't easily categorized like that for me. Okay. Never, never. It's never that simple to go. This person fits into that category, and that person fits into this category. Because I, I can't, I can't live with being that kind of judgmental. Okay. Because if I'm, I'm that kind of judgmental, then imagine what I'm missing out on. Yeah. You know. Well, I was insecure back then, so I'm like, I remember them telling me to get in the ring or telling me that I'm going to be in the ring or mm-hmm. whatever they were telling me. And I was like, they got to be out of their minds. Mm-hmm. Well, you're a rare breed. Yeah. And people were just trying to market you. Yeah. Capitalize off of that uh, yeah. that factor that they didn't have. Yeah. Try to live vicariously through. Well, I didn't think it was possible. I just saw these people as like these like supermen. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know it was possible to actually be a wrestler. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They were like aliens from another planet, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so, so I don't know if I've told you this, mm-hmm. but um, there there's a, a good amount of like reasons to me wanting to have this outlet, have this podcast. Okay, no, you haven't told me. Um, so, uh, I told the story on the podcast a bunch of times. So if uh, 
let me apologize to the listeners if you want to fast forward 15 seconds or 30 seconds, however. Um, years ago, my mom told me that uh, she had burnt onto a CD voicemails from her mother. Okay. And from her best friend who who had both, both passed. She said, you know how when people pass, you like forget what their voices sound like? Okay. And I was like, I don't want that. I don't want that for me. Okay. So I want to make sure. Yeah, I've heard that. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to continue to put out audio in which inside that audio, I'm telling people who hold a very special place in my heart how much of a special place in my heart they hold for me. Okay. And that's one of the reasons I wanted you here. So on the record, since this audio is going to outlive both of us. Yes, it definitely will. On the record, you, you, you really, you really s- stepped up for me as a friend. Okay. And I really appreciate you, and I hope all the best things in the world continue to happen for you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. Well, I looked up to you, so. Well, I was, I was just a kid. I yeah. Mean, it's, it's funny. But to me, you're a lot more than that when I saw you in the ring. So that's that. That's once again, that goes back to that child mm-hmm. who's sitting there and looking at the show. Right. You know, the way I saw you, the way I know you now, two different things. Well, I have to give a lot of the credit to Eddie Valentine. Yeah. You remember Eddie? Yes. You are going back. So I have to give so much credit to Eddie Valentine because he told me when I was his student how, how you carry yourself in this ring better be that you believe you belong here. Mm-hmm. You, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not saying the exact words, so I'm not saying verbatim. This is me just kind of paraphrasing. Yeah. It's like, you're here, you're here to put on a show. Okay. You're here to be in a fight. Believe you can fight. Believe you can, believe you can be here and you deserve to be here. Mm -hmm. So do everything you do to serve that purpose. Do everything on purpose and have that purpose be, this is a, this is a contest. This is a show. This is an, an exhibition. So I carried myself and in the ring, I was confused as shit. And if I watch that stuff back, I look like a deer in headlights to me. But if to you, I looked like I had a Superman. I, if, yeah, if I had an idea of what I was doing, I didn't. I sucked. I sucked real bad. I remember you telling me that like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. I remember I was like, I was watching this match mm-hmm. and uh, on the CZW tape, and you were like, oh, that match sucks. And I was like, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, I messed up this spot and I did this. Right. And I was like, no, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was like the same thing. Like when I, I had a I had a an early episode of my podcast where I interviewed. I don't want to say interview because this isn't really an interview. This is just a chat. Yeah, I had a a a, a man on who around here was a local legend. Like mm-hmm. uh, was a wrestler, and I thought that was the coolest. Mm-hmm. But like in the ring, he wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. But I remember being like. You know, um, you'd see him around town. You'd be like, "There's, there's Tony Stallone," and everybody would like mark out because like he kind of looked like Sylvester Stallone. And 
and like ha- having conversations with him now as like an older man and and uh you know him talking about the wrestling days and stuff and mm-hmm. it's it's super cool so i can be on both sides of that yeah because back then i go wow i f- sucked in the ring but mm-hmm. talking to somebody who watched me and was like wow you're awesome yeah like that's it's it feels like a complete inverse of the situation with yeah. me having conversations with tony when i still see him at my gym mm-hmm. what a good guy i remember guys like sean bishop who i'm gonna drop his name mm-hmm. i'm gonna drop his name felix all right i'm dropping that name i remember guys like sean bishop who would come you know he's a, he's also somebody i really want to have on here Felix and I, like, what was cool is, like, uh, he used to bring me to, like, uh, he used to bring me to, like, Spanish restaurants, and, like, I met his family. He, like, took me to, like, the tape stores that he used to go to. Like, uh, good, good dude. I'm, like, actually friends with his, like, adult son now. On, on Facebook. That's awesome. Adult son. <laughs> You're right. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. This is pretty ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Like, he's more tatted up. His son <clears throat> is more tatted up than anyone I, like, hang out with on a daily basis. Yeah, because <clears throat> that's working, right? Yeah. All right. Oh, maybe flip that switch up. I got the same thing in my apartment. It's like I go to turn on something and I'm like, why isn't it working? And I'm like, oh, I have to <laughs> flip that switch up. Uh, so Sean Bishop. I remember him asking me, like, how'd that look? You know, and I'm like, you know, he got hit by a chair. I'm like, how else was it going to look? You got destroyed by a chair wrestlers wear about that stuff and i didn't understand that back then and we did a match in czw uh felix um where dj was in the match and dj dj called this move he wanted to call this move it might be the same match but go ahead where he um he did like a like a fisherman suplex Mm -hmm. and then he like turned it into like a pile driver okay it knocked me out i was knocked out gone like first time i'd ever been knocked all the way like that and like i think i still had like the wherewithal to roll out of the ring yeah and thank god for training right and as i rolled out of the ring and i looked up felix was right there punching me in my face (laughs) and i was like oh thanks for waking me up (laughs) he was a big dude too yeah He's my first example. Um, I don't know why I feel like I can drop his name, but I just feel like I can. Like I, he's my first example of loving something like this and having your heart change and be turned away from it. Mm-hmm. He's my first example of that. Well, and that's I mean, why I'm there never was I'm, political uh, chess pieces. Yeah, I, that were his I'm not, obstacles. And I, don't, I don't know them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know what I saw, what he told me, mm-hmm. and what I heard. But I'm not going to go into any of that. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to do is just say that he is the first example that I had 
from the outside looking in mm-hmm. of how you can love something and be pursuing it and be in it and be sacrificing and then your heart changes and you say no more i'm done right and i didn't understand it back then i'm not saying i understand it now i'm right. just saying that i'll never forget him because i remember when i had a conversation with him mm-hmm. and it's like i'm done mm-hmm. and and i'm like do you not realize like when i come here I watch all you guys and I watch you like you're one of the people that I come to see. He was one of the people that mm-hmm. I literally, when I come there, I'm coming to see all those other guys. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm coming to see you, right. him and everybody else. And when he ex- tried his best to quickly explain that it's, there's no more like that passion it doesn't exist anymore. So like, you know, when he tried to explain that to me, I didn't get it. Mm. And, um, Wait, how are you going to get it? I mean, you, yeah. you, you don't have a, uh, there's a no frame way. of reference. Like you don't know yeah. what his, his personal life is like. You yeah. don't know what, I, and, and I know some of the stuff is personal right. that happened. Right. So I remember that stuff happening Yeah, that I'm not going to go into. Yeah. I mean, I don't, and, um, I don't, no other details. Not, I can only I, speculate. I'm not in and I none won't of that. Even yeah, touch I, it. I'm not. I can't touch it. I'm not right. in none of that. Mm-hmm. Outside looking in, just getting to the point where I'm trying to understand that these people are people, and they're not. They're not Kryptonians. You know what I mean? <laughs> that yeah. they actually are people, so they actually do have like they're they're normal people. It's hard to it's hard to to take into consideration sometimes. That people are just people like you are. Yeah. Like when you're in the when you're on the road and some somebody cuts you off in their car, you're cursing at their car, and you forget that that's a person in that car who has a family and and has their problems yeah. and has their yeah has their damage that they're trying to work through. And yeah. It, it's we dehumanize people. Yeah. Too often. Yeah. And I, you know, that's why I just want to. <clears throat> I just want to make sure I'm always, always remembering and I'm always, you know what, you know what it is? I'm, I hate to cut you off, okay. cut you off. Go ahead. It's because I feel like, <laughs> do you know, you sound like Aaron right there. I'm you like, sound like Aaron I'm like, so no, Felix, you can't leave wrestling. People have to know who you are. If you leave now, they're not going to know who you are. I, that can happen. I remember this exact right? conversation. Because I respect you. So you can't to... stop. And he's like, no, I'm stopping. I'm done. There is no wrestling. And I'm like, ah. We were at the school. Yeah. At the CZW school. It was, I remember the exact conversation. It was me, Felix. I think, I think Jeff and, and Jude, Eric. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. And we were such marks for CZW, for that company. Wow. I remember looking at those guys. Yeah. And me, and it might have been this kid, <clears throat> Christian Wolf. I don't know if you remember him. He was awful. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I was like, I was like, look next to you guys, and then oh look to God. the other side of you. I said, we are the future of CZW. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying that to them. 
I remember saying that to them like it was yesterday. Until like, you, we are the future. Until you walk it. Oh, no. I'm, the only one I'm starting trouble. Stayed, the I'm, only one who stayed was Jeff. Yeah, and the only until, one who was, he actually went and became CCW heavyweight champion. Yeah. Like, through, he was fuck, he was dodging landmines, like political landmines like crazy. Which, you know, he he felt like it was, the juice was worth the squeeze for him. I don't give a shit. What's he going to do? Not book me? <laughs> I'm trying to be like, no, fuck. I have respect for everyone. No, no, That's I, why I, I, I have such respect, man. I, I was there for DJ's first day of training. Yeah. I, I, I was yeah. there. I had, I had his first match with him. Yeah. I think he was a student when I was doing ring crew. Right. right. 2003. Amazing. There you go. I remember. And I was there in like 2002, 2001 or something like that. Right. So it's know. like, it's like, yeah. Um, Probably all, before he was a student, yeah. All any of us did, yeah, who've made anything in this business, and that example goes right for DJ, yeah, is uh, be the right person in the right place at the right time, yeah. And you know, good for him. I mean, yeah. good for him. I mean, I I respect him as well. I had a match with him a couple years ago. It was just a singles match, and it was fine. It was mm-hmm. good. I was. Where was I, that at? It was. Uh, at the Sportsplex in Feasterville. In w- what show? It was Rob Feinstein's show. Ah. Uh, and I remember saying to DJ, I'm done with this. I'm not doing rest. I'm not doing any matches anymore. Okay. Like, and I said to him, you're one of my last matches. Okay. And he thanked me for that. And uh, I, I mean, I, I haven't left. I haven't left, but I told him he was one of my last matches. Mm-hmm. Because he was. He was one of my last matches. And when I went back, it was funny because when I went to... Dojo Wars in 2014, mm-hmm. and they had that locker room meeting before the show. Mm-hmm. He made everybody, everybody, uh, he's like, everybody here, if you know Corey, raise your hand. And everybody put their hand up, and he's like, raise your hand if you knew he came from here. Nobody. 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 Nobody knew. And he was like, he was like, you, you talk to him. You ask him his advice. You respect what he has to say. He's one of the, one of the uh, old school original CZW guy. Like, he didn't have to say any of that. I was at Lyle's show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of, like, the new kids and then their girlfriends and stuff. So, you know, you're sitting in the back and, you know, you have all these, like, girlfriends and stuff in the back, you know. So they're, like, looking at me and they're like, are you a wrestler? You know, like, asking me all these questions. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, nope, I'm just, just back here. <laughs> like, I'm just here. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird, man. Uh, I I'm I'm not trying to drop names or hurt anybody's feelings, but it's really just it is what it is. As far as like the wrestling business, it's just a, you don't have such a bruised ego about it. Yeah, like, like yeah, I, I don't my, care. My ego has been cool, so bruised and dragged through the mud. I mean. Dude, I tried to get back into CCW for so long until until I went to Blackball and I met Bomboy. Matt Bomboy mm-hmm. was like, even for years, hanging out with Bomboy, still talking about the, the CCW and what it felt like to be in front of those crowds and blah, 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 all that stuff. And he was like, dude, give it up. You remember Judas Priest? Judas Gray? Judas Gray? Yeah. Did I say Judas Priest? Yes, he did. Judas Gray? Yeah. Um, I was thinking of somebody else. Judas Gray is um, Judas Priest is a band. 
Yeah. Judas Gray is, um, he was like telling us like, yo, um, you know how y'all be hating on everybody and holding each other back and telling on each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, if we go to walk like at Walmart, we all just the whole locker room. If we walked around Walmart for an hour, mm-hmm. no one's going to know who we are. Right, right. He was like, you're nobody. All of you. And Rebel was like, maybe one of you, maybe one of you will make it. Maybe one of you mm-hmm. have the potential that maybe one of you might make it someday. That's, that's, that's it. Right. That's all he had for us. I, yeah. I mean, I looked around at the schools, like the school that I started at. Yeah. I was like, wonder if any of these people are going to like continue to do this or like make anything with this business. And I was like, I don't know if any of them have like the heart to do it. And, and I look around in the business now, none of those people are anywhere. None of them are still doing anything in the business. And uh, that's, that's fine. And like my, 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 my next, the class of CZW school, when I went there, I don't think any of us are doing it. I don't think any of us have made it. I mean, I don't think to to any like level besides Jeff. And uh, you know, look at my class, uh, George GQ. GQ. He's gone. Mm. Uh, Cash is dead. I uh. All right. He uh, George. Uh, he worked. He worked my um my promo table for me yeah in 2014 when i wrestled patch uh-huh. at uh at uh slam championship wrestling because mm-hmm. i never had a promo table so i had one finally because i had a gimmick yeah. table yeah. like i had a look at me i'm off look uh i had a like a you know eight by tens and stuff <laughs> oh cool so like i ran into him somewhere i think it was at target when i was working at target doing mm-hmm. security right and i'm like he was like way out Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Come on around," but he just—he's mm. like a lawyer or something. He, yeah, I don't know. He was doing—he was way far. Like wrestling was far from his mind. So you know what's funny, man? Um, the same kind of relationship I had with Aaron. Yeah, like, where we just talk on the phone for hours at a time. Yeah, like we were like secret best friends. Like nobody... I wasn't like everybody had this amazing relationship with Aaron, and I didn't have that. Like uh, I didn't have his number or anything. I didn't, well, <laughs> you know. This... I just knew him at the shows. Yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> he was supposed to he was supposed to come here and do an episode of my podcast in June, mm-hmm. and then he passed away in August. Okay, so he had to cancel because he wasn't feeling good. Okay. Like it's like my one of my. Ah, uh, one of my biggest like I've fucking missed out on that so bad. That's why. That's why I want to be having conversations with people. Yeah. While they're here for us to have the conversations, like my friend Chris, I had him. I had him on twice, and uh, and he's since passed. And I've been. I was able to go back and listen to those episodes. Yeah, I'm where, sorry about that. Where yeah. I was like, Hey man, you know how important you are to me. You know yeah. how like yeah, you know, it's all these things. It it will mean something to me later. That's <laughs> when I saw your inbox. <laughs> When, Let's go back to that. When I saw your inbox, I'm like, huh? You're like, I'm like, all right. Mean to I know me? who this person is. I haven't forgotten this person. Right. Look up to this person. Right. Still do. Right. But what the freak is he hitting me up for? I haven't seen this dude since. Man. 
Yeah. I saw you at the shows and stuff. Yeah. I mean, over the years in passing. Yeah. The last time I saw you was right, right when Aaron came out of his coma. Yeah. It was okay. right after Aaron came out of his coma. It was the, the second night. That was the show I, I came to just for him. Okay. Because they put him in like the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, yeah. I was backstage for a little bit. I've never been to that. Everybody I've known would go to it, and I would just be at home. To what? The actual Hall of Fame. No. Oh. You talking about like, the, yeah. They put him in like the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame. I don't know. Okay. It, was like, it, was a, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a little plaque or whatever. Oh, it wasn't. Okay. I, I thought you were talking about the other one that everybody goes to. No, 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 no. I'm, okay. What, I got what, you. What was that, like in Connecticut or something? <laughs> I, I forget. New I've New never Hampshire? been to it. I've never been. I've I, zero desire. I remember getting stuff like that, like a little plaque from a wrestling place that I worked. Mm-hmm. We worked there like five times and he gave us like uh, a plaque or something. Yeah. You know, you know, it's funny to think about like, and, and I talk about this a lot where I say like, any any name recognition that I have in the wrestling business yeah. is very, it feels like it's very regional mm-hmm. and it feels like, like, as far as like mass appeal, yeah, it doesn't have one. Like, it's very, it's very like, Blink and you missed it because mm-hmm. it means something to maybe maybe twenty five people who were there that day. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, but if I always looked at like the Hall of Fames of indie companies, yeah, it's like a whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I I would still be pretty honored if if somebody wanted to if that meant something to somebody that they wanted to uh, recognize me at my accomplishments or whatever. Yeah, like. That'd be neat. Um, yeah. But I'm not holding my breath on it. Yeah. And I, I mean, I have so much more living to do. I have so much more. Man, you put your foot in a lot of things, though. <laughs> Acting, comedy. Yeah. You know, you, you're out there. That's <laughs> doing some sort of legacy thing. Yeah. <laughs> Creating. Yeah. Because. Somebody will notice somewhere, what right? What I want to do. Sooner or later. What I want to do. For the for the greater good of it all, mm-hmm. is I want to inspire somebody. Exactly. I want to I want to show. That's not, what it's about, man. Not just Giving inspire back. somebody, but be a role model to somebody. Yeah. And show them like what obstacles you can you can get over. What obstacles you can, uh, you know, you can push through. And man, like, did you? Did you know, did you know about my brain surgery or any of that? Yes, I knew about everything. Okay, I knew about um, you falling in the shower. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you what I know. Right. I knew about it being some sort of a seizure. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing the pictures from you, your head, mm-hmm. and uh, actually it was at the time I had like a 60 inch television, so I had my computer like on the television, mm-hmm. and my friend was over. I was looking at pictures and I I had never seen that picture until like I clicked on it. My friend was walking into the room or whatever and I was like I said I just <laughs> So I just like I um I gotta keep this right here. I <laughs> I remember 
like, oh my gosh. And my friend was like, what is that? Because he saw like the, mm-hmm. you know, your head. And he was like, is that from wrestling? Because, you know, <laughs> they just attack wrestling. They think it was some death match Every, injury. Everything has to be wrestling, right? right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, get, leave me, get away from me. So, because <laughs> I was seeing this picture for the first time. Right. And I, it's been a long time, but I remember your head just being like, it was horrible. And um, I remember reading something that I think you wrote that was very long. Okay. Explaining like what happened. Right. And and we weren't, we weren't, yeah, we weren't in touch at that time. Right. You know, that was kind of like whatever was going on in our lives. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that, um, I think that like, I would have probably, uh, discussed it all with you <laughs> i think you were in the hospital and yeah. you were not good yeah that's and that's all i knew and i was like okay uh wow yeah i mean that's sort of you know i i had it was it was something like i was born with it was like something in utero it's like my my veins and my so it wasn't something from wrestling i had nothing to oh yeah wrestling. i know that yeah so it was Thank you for letting them know. From uh, my development in the womb, yeah, my 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 veins in my front right of my front lobe up here. Okay, uh, my frontal lobe, they 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 crossed instead of like how they were supposed to be connected straight. Okay, and uh, and so they clogged up, and my brain was my skull. The front of my skull was filling up with blood. Okay. So I had a seizure. A seizure. That was in the shower, right? Mm -hmm. During the shower. Right. So then I had had to have a a surgery, the AVM. It's called an arterial. But you fell during a seizure or something. Right. I fell out of the shower. Out of the shower. Right. And hit your head? I did. Yeah. But that had nothing to do with the injury. Okay. So um, the, 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 the. The vein, the veins was the problem. Okay. So then, I had to have a a, a surgery called a craniotomy, where uh, they like made that that craniotomy. Okay. Yeah, where they peeled my face all the way off. Yeah. And they cut a hole in my skull. Yeah. To uh, resection the the way the veins were. Okay. And then they they put a plate back on it and then stapled my head. Your back face, on. but yeah, yeah. And I think I I, I think I might have seen like an aftermath of that. Mm-hmm. I might have seen a picture of like the aftermath of that, right? Because I remember like your head. I, I didn't. I couldn't really make sense. I just remember like something horrible and maybe like staples or right. some type of. It looked like yeah, like like you just said, it looked like someone honestly just ripped your face off mm-hmm. and put it back on and stapled it. Right. So I was like. You know, I was I was on my computer. I have my computer hooked up to the sixty inch television, mm-hmm. so I got Facebook and everything on like like sixty inch right. monitors. Just so I'm looking at this picture on like a 1080p. This is years ago, like a 1080p TV. Mm-hmm. It's huge, and I'm seeing your head. And I'm just I'm just like, wow. Well, so the point the point of me saying any of that, yeah, and. I, and Forgive me for like glazing over it, because I mean I've told the story probably a million times. Oh, a million times, I know. Uh, um, or grazing over it. I just I feel like <clears throat> obstacles will come your way. Yeah, and 
Keep talking. I I never wanted to I never wanted to stop doing the things that I wanted to do. Okay. Like other people other people have had smaller things happen to them and given up. And I sorry about that. Can't I can't stop. You know what I mean? I just want to to motivate and I want to inspire. And like, you know, uh I'd like to be like a speaker. I'd like to be some sort of like now. I mean, I do stand-up comedy and yeah, do um, and that's awesome. out there trying to do as much as I possibly can. Yeah, because you know we don't have much time. We don't. We don't have much time to do all the things. That it's we almost want. over, man. And we, I don't want to. I don't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. No, it's it goes fast. Yeah, but so I mean. Like I'll listen to, I'll listen to something that I recorded, like a podcast episode that I recorded in the beginning. Yeah, and it sounds way different, and it's been evolving. It's yeah, like, um, the the conversations, they're less like me trying to fit them into a certain such a rookie at this certain category. Like I wanted to make sure I hit asking this question and that question. Yeah, make sure that this topic gets talked about or that topic. Nowadays, I'm like, I'm just, I'm, I want to learn and I want to hear and I want to speak. And yeah, we're all over the place because it's been so long, you right. know. Yeah. Since we, man, and it's like, this brings back memories seeing you. you yeah, know? I mean, your face, I can't look at your face without having memories. Well, so that's great. I can't look at your face without going back 15, 20 years into my life and into, you know, that time when I was coming in. And, you know, like, man, is this something that people can do? People can really do this? Yeah. Well, like, you know. Well, it's funny because I, I totally don't look the same. No. Um, from back then. No. But you look exactly the same. <laughs> like, you haven't aged a day. <laughs> <laughs> That's I great. I don't look anything the same but that's great you look exactly the same you kind of do to me i mean back then i don't think you had like i mean you kind of looked the same you know you just didn't have like i think you have maybe more facial hair or something i don't know no you kind of look the same facial hair that's yeah you, you look the same maybe you didn't you didn't have the facial hair or whatever i don't know yeah i was also very skinny uh, yeah so I, you've put on a little yeah yeah i was also like i was also blonde and yeah, and all this was shaved. Yeah, all my sides, my head. Yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the back of my head was shaved. Yeah, uh, yeah. The thing I missed the most about I used to think that, of you. As, I think I even called you Chris Jericho. Well, I, I didn't know that, but uh, I think I, I, I think that. I was just refer referred to you as Chris Jericho or something like that. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> Maybe not to your face. A, a dream podcast guest would be to have Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing, dude. My favorite uh, wrestler. All my. All of my like dream guests that I want, I've reached out to mm-hmm. in some capacity, and some people have reached back to me. Mm-hmm. Some people have seen it and not said anything, like because it says seen, like seen baby. So they left, they be leaving me on red, <laughs> but I, I get it. It just it just has to it has to come to somebody taking a chance on what this concept is. Okie dokie, and. Uh, I've I've actually been trying to do this bit on stage about Chris Jericho. Uh, Chris Jericho is my Chris Jericho's 
my all-time favorite wrestler. He's my favorite wrestler too. All-time favorite. Uh, inspire, inspiring me in so many ways. Uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a stand-up comedian, a pro wrestler, and and I didn't know I wanted to be a podcaster, but for sure, it's the thing I became. Mm-hmm. And Chris Jericho, I also wanted to be a rock star, and I couldn't do it because mm-hmm. I don't have any musical ability. But Chris mm-hmm. Jericho is a rock star, podcaster, podcaster. Uh, pro wrestler, like actor. All yeah. the all the things that I wanted to be, yep. Chris Jericho was doing all those things. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> he has a he has a real hit, like a smash hit song out right now. Mm-hmm. It's like his theme song. Fozzie, uh, Judas. Judas, yeah. And the words to the song says, what have I become now that I've betrayed everyone I've ever loved? And yeah, push them, push all, them away. all away. Yeah. So I've been a slave to the Judas in my, my mind. mind. Is there something left of the wreckage of my yeah, life? I'm becoming. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and I go, Jericho, I listened to your podcast. You have you have a beautiful wife and three amazing kids. Uh, you've been a millionaire since the 90s. I don't think there's a wreckage in your life. <laughs> like, it's like, I think it's, you aren't. I don't know. We, no, don't, we, don't, we, we don't know him. I don't no, know. I know. We yeah. don't. I just, yeah. my, my little joke I've been making. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like you're listening. I, I, I've done that. I've listened to that song and I'm like, what? You know, it's just a wreck. It's, it's just a theme song it's for just crying out loud. It's the effort to be a rock star and have yeah. entertaining music. It's not yeah. about. It's separate. They're to- totally separate. It's not a song that's actually. You don't know. That could be a song from 20 years ago. That right. could be like a song from him from 30 years ago or something. Right. You, know, right. you don't know what's going on. <laughs> he might so. have wrote that when he was listening yeah. to records. You could be on TV, but you could have just pushed your best friend away. You know what I mean? You could have been. <laughs> right. Who knows what's going on? Right. You know? So. Well, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's. I think he's got a drinking problem. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. But. Well. I don't know. It's a it's a cool song. People like to sing it when he walks in the ring. Yeah, yeah. I was at an AEW show and it was amazing. Yeah, the fans were singing it and the fireworks were going off and it was awesome. It is, it is super neat. Have you watched any wrestling since the world got canceled? Uh, yesterday I was uh, my friend Ryan and Andrew and we were watching um, AEW for the no empty that, arena. Yeah, just yeah, like, just like the what's the, today Friday? So it was from Wednesday. Right. Yeah. And um. And then Raw from Monday. Yeah. We're, we're watching that. Empty arena. And yeah. like Stone Cold's like, give me a hell yeah. And they just showed like no one. the camera. Yeah. Like they showed the, the empty seats. chairs. Yeah. And it was just quiet. <laughs> Did you see like. Hilarious. The whole, like the Byron Saxton. The stunner and all that. Did you see that he got kicked right in the junk? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the that happens. <laughs> well, the stunner that, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, That's why I think like. Um. And that's another reason why I'm so glad that I have a work singlet, mm-hmm. not a singlet that I wear under stuff to work out in, but actually like a singlet mm-hmm. and, you know, we'll get more like mm-hmm. I think I can move in a singlet as opposed to like some people's gimmicks is that they wrestle in clothes. Mm-hmm. I think I can, even though I might not be comfortable wrestling in a singlet mm-hmm. because of my body, right. but I feel more comfortable out there in a the singlet. You know, I would feel more comfortable in like as far as being exposed, trunks. as far as moving and being able to do things uh-huh. like I remember um, you ever like that happens where you like try to kick someone mm-hmm. and like your your foot gets stuck in their pants on the way down on their right, right. their long T-shirt. Yeah. Or you try to 
and you got all this stuff on you're trying to no yeah yeah you, you know i yeah i uh <laughs> i i i i wrestle in tights i i have yeah I the wear, long tights yeah i wear a speedo under <laughs> yeah yeah this is, this oh that's right cuz you wear um oh you still wrestle like you don't wear like a like a you wear shirtless yeah yeah i'm just yeah, shirtless, just the uh, shirtless boy yeah just just the just the, the tights. speedo yeah i got you just underneath the tights yeah yeah I learned that from Chris Jericho. Reading that in his book, that's what he does. So yeah. I, then I started. What I would do is, um, uh, when I had that horrible, like, when I had that, like, preppy gimmick thing with the clothes, uh-huh. I used to wear, like, I was a wrestler underneath, but I had the clothes on under it. Mm-hmm. I mean, over it. So I had, like, the actual singlet. It was, like, a white and black singlet that I used to wear on my tryouts and stuff, but I had, like, knee pads and uh, yeah. Asics and stuff and kick pads. And, uh, you but wanna, over it, I had clothes. Yeah, you want to, you want to. Wear the uniform of, of, like, even if you weren't doing anything. Like, I remember when I was first getting it in, when I was first getting in the business, I used to, like, stand in my mirror with, like, my elbow pads on. Like, yeah. Like, oh, I'm a wrestler. Like, that kind of thing. And then, like, if I'd go to a show and I'd just be doing a run-in, I'd put my full gear on just to do a run-in. Yep. It's just a, just a part of being a mark. Yeah. It's part of being a mark. You're, Amen. Everybody yes. in the business is the biggest marks. There's no way. And yeah. all, the biz, all the business is is just filled with people who are big marks for it. Yep. Otherwise, you wouldn't have gotten into it. No way. There's no way. So that's another reason why I wouldn't have categorized you as just a mark. Because there's more. Yeah. There is no just of this. I think there was more me than you, though. Yeah. I think that was more my doing in yeah. my head. Maybe that's what you perceived that everyone treated you that way. I just... I just felt like, well, I remember feeling appreciated. Mm-hmm. I remember being acknowledged by people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely nobody. So, and I remember being acknowledged, like, you know, and people saying hi, like people like Chris Cash, mm-hmm. you know, who, you know, would talk and say a few things. And it's like, I didn't know him as a friend like everybody else, right. like you guys, but I knew him from being there. Well, I did ring crew alongside you, man. I yeah. did ring crew with you. Um, yeah. So, but you were also a wrestler and training at the CZW school, mm-hmm. and I was not at the CZW school. Right. I was not training. I mean, I was still in high school, dude. I was yeah. just a kid. And I was a little bit older, so that kind of, you know, gave me like, all right, because that's kind of like why I was doing my own thing. I was kind of able to get down there. Even if I didn't have a ride, I was able to get the bus or something, right. get two buses down there or something like that, you know. Well, well, um. um I don't know if you remember this, but I remember clear as day. And this is why I continued to do it and still do it to this day. Whenever I go to a show and, and um, the ring crew's there and they're breaking down at the end of the night when I go to leave, I say thank you. Thank you for everything. Oh, it, it means so much, man. It's, it, it, it's a big, it's oh my humongous because oh my I remember. Gosh. It means I, so much. I remember Johnny Cashmere doing that every time. Johnny Cashmere did that every time, so I always was so grateful. And I, also somebody who's a dream podcast guest, I want to have Johnny Cashmere in here. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's gonna do it. Where in the world is that man? I don't know. He he like dis- he disappears and ghosts me every single time I get back in touch with him. But um, he he uh, he taught me how to do a really good arm drag. Mm-hmm. My my good arm so drags good came thing. from Johnny Cashmere. And uh, my, some of my, 
some of my making making sure I'm respectful to everybody who's helped with the ring or the chairs, the the guardrails, anything that you've done to help us, you didn't we didn't make any money and you didn't make any money. Yeah. So I'm more grateful for you cuz all I, you know, all I had to do was was put on my gear and get in there and mm-hmm. work for you know, 8 minutes if I'm lucky. If you're lucky. And you were here all day. You were here all day. All morning. Sacrificing your whole entire Saturday. All morning. For and, nothing. And very late at night. Yeah, I mean, I, I was alongside. Yeah, uh, I know. Because you, you were, I would be allowed to go home, mm-hmm. and you would still be with the truck. Yeah. You would still be, it would be. Yeah, it was with Pop. So, time. and those shows, mm-hmm. man, did they run late. The, all the time, yeah. It ran late, man. Yeah, I didn't get home. I didn't get home till like, the sun was coming up. Yeah. Most most times when I was doing ring crew back then. But got my ring crew muscles, got my dues paid. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think that because I paid my dues that my dues are paid in full. Yeah. I still got dues to pay. I still got things. That's what I'm pay. trying to say. That's what I'm trying to bring out. Mm-hmm. That's the respect thing. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not talking about we did this, we did that. Mm-hmm. Like that's not my place to go in front of these kids and be like, no. I still got because because none of those guys that are there now knew I was ever even there. They don't know. Please, they, like, if they did know who Corey Castle is, they didn't know Corey Castle was ever in CZW. CZW and me are so disconnected as compared to what I thought was going to be the case. Because, dude, I was the biggest mark for CZW. Like when I said I looked around and I said to, to the people around me, "We are the future of CZW." I was such a mark for CZW because I was in high school. I was in high school and I was like still like uh, drawing the CZW characters and like drawing out CZW. Like in my, in like my board time at school, like I was always a mark for it. I'd be drawing pictures with a ring and like the crowd being full the way it was at cage death three. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And I was like, my dream was like to wrestle in front of that many people all the time. That was the first time I witnessed a full CCW show live. Yeah. Page F3. They've never drawn that big ever again. It was ridiculous. Or if they have, I was never there. Yeah, like, it was ridiculous. Cage of Death 3 was... Sandman, it was at the end, right? Right. Late yeah. at night, yeah. Yeah. But that was like... I remember that show. That was my first time at the arena. Like, I'd always been... Always wanted to go to the arena, but yeah. my mom would let me. That show was awesome. <laughs> That was CCW's first time at the arena. <clears throat> and then I grew up in that building. Mm-hmm. Like, I was always there. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, because they weren't, they weren't in Jersey before that. Yeah. Because I was watching it on TV on Channel 48. Yeah. And I remember seeing Z-Bar and everybody. Mm-hmm. And I remember going down and seeing everybody from TV, you know. Right. So. Uh, <laughs> Channel 48, man. Ch- Champs Soccer Arena in Sewell, New Jersey. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Yep. I. I remember one time, and this is the only time I'd ever been on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I rode to Champs Soccer Arena on the back of Eugene's motorcycle. Okay. <laughs> and I, I still think about, like, I'd never been on a motorcycle before. <laughs> and I've never been on one since. That's that wrestling right there. <laughs> That's that wrestling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen, you know? It's horrible. So... Do you think that you'll ever have your own podcast? Um, 
Have you I never really thought about it. No. I mean, I like listening to podcasts, and I used to like shoot interviews. I used to have a love for shoot interviews on discs and on the internet. But Do you see that thing? That thing with all the DVDs on it? Yes. That's just all shoot interviews. Yeah, I used to love that, man. I was. I remember I found out about shoot interviews, and I was like, "What? <laughs> this exists!" Right. And I heard stuff, and I was like, "Oh, this is amazing!" You know. Right. So. Listening to everybody complain after they get fired and released, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I used to love that stuff. I also did. Yeah. I still do. I used to, too. Yeah, some of the friends I met up in Black Bald and PWU that I um, I used to hang out with, they were this one guy, he had, he actually just died not too long ago. He was uh, the ex-husband of my friend Amy, who I met up at Black Bald, Amy Crumb, Amy Bickle. She was just a fan. She was like a uh, photographer. Okay. And um, she was like married to a guy who loved wrestling, mm-hmm. and he had like everything in yeah. his basement. He had like, you know, pictures of Owen Hart when he was young, and like all this stuff that you would never even. Did you know that Rob Feinstein started his own podcast? No. Uh, he a lot of stuff. I, I miss know, a, lot a lot of things. A lot of the like a lot of the shoot clips all on podcast on his podcast. Um. He only put out like two episodes though, mm-hmm. and then stopped doing it. But like I, yeah. I helped him with getting them all on on to uh, like, iTunes and stuff. Well, like a lot of people that do like YouTube videos and stuff, they stop because of like the editing and the whole. Right. It takes time. It's time consuming, and right, right. things take time. So you know, it's 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 dude. It's unavoidable to get frustrated by the fact that you put out a piece of content and it gets nothing. It gets no love, no attention, no what's, views. Um, the guy, um, like Chris Van Sena or Chris Van, what's that guy's name? He like drives everywhere. He gets interviews with everyone. He'll be with like NWA one day. He'll be with Lillian Garcia. He'll be with this wrestler and that I wrestler, know, no WWE idea. wrestlers. And he'll be at shows and he's like interviewed you know, in rock and all these. I don't know how he does it. He's like, I've but he, one of the reasons, like one of the ways he said he makes it happen, is he actually drives. So like mm-hmm. he'll be in his car, like driving for like ten hours. Like he'll make it happen. Like mm-hmm. if he's got to go to them, if he's, I guess maybe like this to set up where like a laptop, some, I don't know, whatever he brings, he brings mm-hmm. it to them. Right. If they don't come to, the, you know, so somehow he makes it happen where he gets everybody, yeah. and he gets all the names. And I'm like, I don't know how you do it, but you do it. So, so if. Mm-hmm. Let's say hypothetically, I gifted you this podcast. Okay. And from this point on, it's called Evolving with Big Money. Okay. Well, it does sound like a motivational book, like a, a like a get rich scheme kind mm-hmm. of book. But Evolving with Big Money, right? Okay. And this was your pilot episode. Okay. Your very first episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. In like a in like a thirty seconds to a minute window. What would your Jerry Springer's final thought be to kind of wrap up the whole thing in a pretty little bow? Uh, it would be that it's time to um, start loving one another more. Uh, when we, if we ever given, if we're ever given the opportunity to get back out there again and live our lives, I would say uh, take this time to understand that your routine can be thrown off at any second. The whole world can be shut down. Mm-hmm. Your life is not promised. Your routine is not promised. Your life can be taken away. It's like a vapor. It can be gone very quickly. Is a quote? 
Aubrey Marcus. I, I've heard him say this quote, but I don't know. It's probably not his quote, but I've heard Aubrey Marcus say this quote where he said, we're all sand castles that the tide is coming for. I would say it's time to start loving more. I've had to learn how to love uh, people that I can't stand. Um, I've had to learn how to get along with family members. It it takes work. Um, I hope that everyone tries to love each other a little bit more instead of trying to hold each other back because we're all nobodies. We're just a bunch of nobodies, you know, and I think it's just time to start loving a little bit more. That's my final thought. If if this uh, thing ever subsides and we're able to get back out there and live our lives and go back to our meaningless little routines. Crowds of folks and... You know, because we're ignoring what's important and we're kind of just going on about what we think is right. But I would like us to start loving more. If if at the very least. And, and you know, think taking a step back and thinking, you know, look at look how fast everything shut down in like a week. Yeah. Maybe some of you out there. Last week, you didn't think this was a real thing, but now might maybe Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, you said, you know what, this is real. Maybe it hit you Monday this week, like it hit me. Yeah. I think it was Monday when it hit me. And I think um, I had to acknowledge it and say, you know what, because I'm not in control and I already knew that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if we're allowed to get back out there and we're given that grace and mercy where we can return to our routines and have that back. Let's love a little bit more. Let's be a little more grateful for a little more grateful for what our jobs were and uh, the like have a little more forgiveness for the people who you hold a grudge against because Yeah. Uh you miss them now. <laughs> yeah. Miss them now. And some you might not you might not still miss. You might not miss things so much. You might say, Look, I don't care if there's a coronavirus or not. But, I still can't stand that person. But you 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 have the opportunity you have the opportunity to miss them now or you have the opportunity uh to hate them if they're there in your life every day but yeah but at the moment it's just you know because right now the corona you know before your job might have been the only thing that you know let you get away from your family a little bit because if you were around your family 24 hours a day you wouldn't have time to miss them So, you know, that's important too. you know, getting away and going to work and doing whatever, you know, having a chance to miss somebody is important too. So uh, while it's going on, Mm -hmm. uh, you are one of one of the the people that I reached out to 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 come hang with me. And and it's because I love you. And cool, I'm man. grateful for you. And oh, this has up. been awesome. And I appreciate you coming by. I want you to know that you always have a resource in me. And I don't know if I've ever told you that. Like, if oh, you okay. felt like there's a moment that you can't talk to somebody about something or like you're afraid to be judged by something, reach out to me. I'll give you a judgment free conversation. I you love ever, you too, man. If you ever feel like there's something that 
you know, that's on your mind, that's too heavy, I'm here for you. Yeah. And, you know, if you need a couch to crash on, I got one. All right. And, you know, anybody else listening to the show, if if you've stuck with us this whole entire time, um, well, shit. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, and I love you for your attention and your effort. Dude, the currency of in attention and intention, I say it all the time. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, if you want to go back and listen to the other 176 episodes of the podcast, please, please do and subscribe and tell everybody that you know that this is something worth your time. And now I'm going to sing. When you are with me, I'm free. I can't sing. I'm careless. Breaking out that creed, yo. I believe. Come on, man. Above all the others will fly. It brings tears to to my my eyes. eyes. My sacrifice. That's great. Love you too, man. Keep That's evolving. great stuff. Yes.